My um, my daughter, I drive her to school, and she listens to the podcast. So there's another listener for you. And oh, anything no. Dan says, she's just like, what is that guy talking about? <laughs> she's like, that's not true. That's <laughs> awesome. Good movies. That's Why awesome. is he hating on them? I love that movie. I'm like, I like more movies than you should. I just hate Hook. <laughs> Welcome to the 21st episode of Partial Recall. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm one of the hosts. I'm here with my friend Yishai, the other of the hosts. Yishai, why don't you tell people what this podcast is about? Uh, This podcast is about movies that we've seen as kids that we only uh, sort of remember. So in the first half of the episode, we uh, try to recreate those movies from our memory, and then we break, watch the movie, and then we come back and talk about what we got right, what we got wrong, and if the movie held up. Uh, and as we've been going along, we've been trying to decide which of these movies uh, are part of the canon that we'll be showing to our children. And uh, this week we have a special guest. Uh, my friend Andy is here. Andy, who I've uh, name-checked and uh, uh, memory-checked a number of times on the show. Uh, I'm happy he's here. Uh, hey, Andy. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. It's awesome to be yeah. here. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I've listened to every episode. A real mistake. <laughs> a real a real recall head. But this one should be the first one people listen to. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, Andy, I've known, uh, I've known Andy since we were like uh, four or five years old. Younger? A little bit older. A little bit older? 1992. So so after the movie we, we saw today, we're talking oh, about yeah. today. The first memory I have of, of meeting Andy, or I don't know if this is the first memory I have of meeting, but this is like the story that you told me when we were really young. That there was a kid named like Chad. Oh, I was going to bring this up. You can remember the story. <laughs> yeah. Keep going though. Yeah. As I recall it, uh, Chad was this like weird kid in your class in your old school, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> he picked his nose at your party, and then was so embarrassed he jumped out the window. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> is that the story? That is uh, sort of the story that I told you. <laughs> that probably didn't happen like that, but you missed the part where he always poops his pants oh, yes, wherever he goes. Pants. I yeah. hope Chad's not listening. <laughs> but uh, sorry, Chad. But yes, you, Chad, if you're listening, uh, now is the time to poop your pants and jump out the window. <laughs> oh, That's right. He pooped yes. his pants and he jumped out the window, right? Yes, that that is the story I told. Okay. Um, so that was like, yeah, that was the first time I met Andy. Uh, we went to school and uh, together and camped together for many years. Um, but uh, as it pertains to this podcast specifically, you had a basement uh, full of VHS tapes, and we watched like a ton of movies in your basement. That is correct. Um, I've heard about that. We had a lot of VHS tapes. Yeah. Uh, Real, real Your parents ones. just like movies? Or pirated ones. <laughs> this I might be a bit redacted here, but... Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'll say my uncle was really good at uh, pirating movies. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure of... The- Honestly, at that time period, I don't even know what that means. I'll explain how, how it worked. So, he, he would rent them from West Coast Video. The West Coast West Video. West Coast Video. And he would, he he would, he would connect 
our camp, our home camcorder, one of those giant, you know, ones you put on your shoulder camcorders, to the VCR, and it would record the movie perfectly too. To the tape. To the tape the that's in the yeah. that's in the camcorder. It worked as two. It worked as two VCRs. So basically, any movie we rented, we also owned. We did own for... some, <laughs> and that happened for like ten years straight. So. I had a God, lot of movies. The FBI. Is, yeah, I know. There was that FBI guess. warning when I was looking, looking at that. I'm like, they're not talking about us, right? <laughs> That's for people who would sell the movies to other people. We didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, good movie for movie. a second, I thought you were going to say he pointed the camcorder at the television <laughs> <laughs> recorded it. Every movie we, we launched TV. growing up in Andy's house was just a little shaky yeah. the whole time. Uh, uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, there was. we watched so many movies in your basement, though. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good ones. I conflate, sometimes I conflate because we had neighbors across the street who also had a ton of uh, VHS tapes. And then another person uh, who I, I won't name check without his permission, even though I, I just said that to Chad, uh, <laughs> who, uh, who also uh, had like a lot of pirated movies um, growing up. So, yeah. But no, we watched all the movies. So many movies in your basement. Yeah, I know. We had a lot. We had all these drawers of movies. Yeah. Like, all, everywhere. So, <laughs> So this week we're talking about Ninja Turtles. Did you guys watch that? Probably. Yeah, yeah, we definitely watched. So that. movie, movie came out. Not Yisha. Oh, wait, right, do you want to do the, the facts? facts? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the, from nineteen ninety. The first one. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it, this was uh, directed by Steve Barron, um, by a screenplay from Todd Langan and Bobby Herbeck. I don't know who those people are. Um, a this list doesn't even have the names of the people who starred in it because, like, no one's, no one's in this movie. Uh, the names of the people who starred in it were Leonardo, yeah, Donatello, exactly. Michelangelo, and Raphael. Well, it's based, and also Splinter and Shredder. Right. It's based on a comic book by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Um, and, yeah, I'm not even going to say who's in it because, like, there's nobody in it. Um, but it was uh, released March 30th, 1990. So we were five years old. Andy was six already, right? I was four. Let's see. What, I turned five in November. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, you were five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Because you were the previous November to me, right? I definitely didn't see this movie in theaters. I know. And I, I didn't see did. Ninja Turtles did. 2 in I theaters either. Did. At five years old. You did. Yeah, so uh, every weekend we would go to the mall in a movie. Uh, From that much. young. Yeah, and I, de- I definitely saw this movie. Uh, usually, Do you remember seeing I, it in the theater? Sort of. The movies I remember seeing in theaters are usually when something weird happened, like... If we were late to the movie. Like Ninja Turtles fighting a giant, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, kitchen appliance? No, like if we were late to the movie, I remember being late to this movie called Spaced Invaders, which no one knows what that movie is, but I remember seeing it in the theater because I was late to it. I don't know. And, and or everyone, like, uh, everyone was high, obviously, so they were like, hey, man. <laughs> and uh, or ba- I remember seeing Batman in 1989 in theaters because I fell asleep during it, and then I woke up in the middle. I'm like, oh, where am I? <laughs> there was a giant fat man on the screen. Like the Joker's giant face. He just had his glasses on. He got punched. You want to hit a guy with glasses. And then and I just hey. woke up to that. It was, I was like, oh my God, where am I? But I definitely saw this movie in theaters because I was a huge Turtle fan. That's funny. Uh, I did not see this movie in theaters. Uh, yeah, March 30th. I know I saw Turtles in Time in theaters. That's the, that's the third one, right? The yeah. third one. Which I think that's what that movie's called. Maybe that's what the game is called? Whatever. I saw the one where they go to feudal Japan. Right. All right. So this came out March 30th, 1990. Uh, 93-minute running time. I like that. 
Uh, only an hour and a half. Pretty tidy. Oh, I love that. Uh, $13.5 million budget and $202 million box office. That's a that's a smash. Yeah. That's why. Right. I think yeah. it was independently uh, financed. Oh. So well, I think it might be the one of the most uh, successful, uh, successful independent movies of all time. Interesting. It's so funny because you think of like indie movies yeah, now. It's like yeah. A24 stuff. <laughs> it's like Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles is just... <laughs> the original indie movie. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Uh, I I uh, don't remember seeing this movie, and I also feel like I remember uh, Secret of the Ooze much more than I remember this one. Like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. We were talking about that if, while you were trying to fix yeah. the headphone oh, nice. situation. The other thing about Secret of the Ooze is uh, in, in high school, me and Andy and I went to high school together. Every time, like, someone, like, uh, did, like, a recurring bit, uh, a friend of ours uh, was, like, or, like, when something, like, came back around, he would always call it Soto, which is, like, Secret of the Use, because, like, you were, like, doing the sequel to your original bit or whatever. Oh, wow, that's what that meant. Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I just thought it was a made-up language at this point. You thought that he was, like, referring to, like, Juan Soto, like, <laughs> 20 years before he yeah, was Yeah, Juan a, Soto a, Sr. A yeah, no. Because, like, every time it was, like, it was the sequel. This is, like, it's, oh, my God. It makes so much more sense to you now. Yeah, I know. This it, is amazing. That's thank, so funny. Yeah, thank you for saying this. <laughs> this, this. This has made my day or my year. I don't know. Um, Soto. That's yeah, what, actually Soto. has a meeting. Secret of the Use. So we always talked about Secret of the Use. It was, like, the, the canonical sequel that we would reference uh, in high school. So that was pretty niche. Um, but I, I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... I, I feel like I now that Andy's here and he probably knows knows this movie pretty well. I don't. I literally. I well. Here's what I'll say about Ninja Turtles as a recollection. We had another friend named Michael, and I would go to his house uh, a lot, and we would play the uh, original Nintendo um, side-scrolling oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles game, and we we had both. We could the original one where you had that little car that you would drive around to the different sewers and go down into the sewers. I don't know. Are you talking about the one that was the arcade game? Was, I think it was the arcade game. I might have where there were like the the big turtles and it was like fun and good. You could choose any of the four guys and then you would just go through levels like scrolling and there would be like bad guys you had to fight and stuff. So the original Nintendo Turtles game was awful. Yeah. And it had this thing where you were like in this little car and you could drive to different sewers and then you would go into the sewer and play a level. And it was like literally impossible. I don't remember. <laughs> it was I, so fucking hard. I, I had a different friend named Michael. Okay. Who, this was before we knew each other. That had that game and we used to play it. Okay. It was not a good game. But it was Turtles. So anything no, Turtles we played the was, shit out was of it. awesome. So we loved it. Yeah. You, know, you had the you know, blow on the Oh yeah, blow cartridge. On the cartridge. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the that game might have been called Turtles in Time. Something at one point there was a thing called Before Turtles the in movie, Time. You're saying, yeah, or after? Right. I'm just not going to Google. Well, it. that movie, uh, uh, that game was awesome, and I would always choose uh, Donatello. I liked, or uh, yeah, is I liked Donatello the, your favorite turtle. I liked the staff. Well, Michelangelo, I think canonically, in, in canonically it? as it relates to me, my own personal canon, was my favorite. Uh, the, the nunchucks were really cool, and I like. I mean, the everyone. Attitude. I think everyone loved Michelangelo. Yeah, but you're talking about the game that you could play with other people. Yeah, two yeah, people yeah, could play yeah, at yeah, the same exactly. time. Yeah, you're talking about the arcade. Yeah, the arcade yeah. game, which they eventually made like a home version for, for like the Super Nintendo. That's what it was. We played on Super Nintendo. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about the Nintendo game. Okay, that was yeah. literally. Possibly, potentially, actually unbeatable. I don't remember that game at all. Uh, but I, yeah, I would say uh, my personal favorite 
character is Michelangelo, but as it pertained to the game, I like I like the length of the staff. Uh, Donatello. Yeah, so are we are we giving our favorite turtle? <laughs> yeah, you got to do your favorite turtle. Yeah. Who's your favorite turtle? You're Michelangelo. My favorite turtle is Raphael. Cool yeah. but rude. Yeah. Yeah, I was Donatello, obviously. Well, you were like a science nerd? Giant nerd. You're a nerd. Yeah, yeah you're like, a giant. Oh, I wanted to be an inventor. Funny. Yeah, the That's inventor true. thing. I was like, a lot of which sense. one of these is going to be an Donatello inventor. does machines. Right. Like that. Yeah. So that song, yeah, that theme exactly. song was the show, right? Like Teenage Yeah, Mutant yeah, that's, Ninja. The, yeah. that's the show. Right. So Okay, so what do we remember about this movie? <laughs> I don't remember. I I think I'm gonna just pass. I, what do you remember about the movie? Because I okay. So or, Andy, do you remember it well? No. Um. Well, compared to you guys, probably. That's what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> I have seen Secret of the Use like a thousand times. So I think that that's the one I remember. But if I'm not wrong, this movie opens with a shot of like New York City skyline and then a montage of New Yorkers eating pizza. Okay. I feel like that could, uh, could be true. Okay. And if it's not this movie, then the next movie definitely, definitely is. <laughs> okay. And then, I think in this movie they meet April O'Neil. Is April O'Neil in this movie? Did yeah. you go through the cast list? No, I didn't. But, but she, she is in the movie, uh, I remember. Okay, so I think this is where they meet her. Okay. Um, well, when you and say they, there's also, you're, you're, I feel like you're missing, because I don't remember this movie, but there's obviously a point in which they turn into the Ninja Turtles. Or is that Secret of the No, Ooze? I think they just are the yeah. Ninja Turtles. Secret of the Ooze is when we see their origin yeah, story, right? Yeah, that's like the, the backstory. Ooze Correct. Them. Okay, so they're so just Ninja Turtles. I think Turtles basically there's like, there's, there's like gang activity, which is the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. And April O'Neil is like a tough reporter who's investigating. And I think Casey Jones is her cameraman. And he is also tough. And I think he maybe he gets kidnapped by the Foot Clan and like the turtles save him or something. Um. And then they fight Shredder. And then at the end of the movie, they defeat Shredder and his hand like comes out of some garbage. And I think that's the end of the movie. Here's what I think makes this this so difficult is that we've all watched the cartoon as kids and then we've all seen the movies. We all played the games. And I think it's very hard to parse like what actually happens in the first live action movie because we have. Well, remember the aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Well, Andy. This movie's dark. Right. Definitely dark. So, what do you, Andy? What do you do? You remember plot wise? Okay. Right. So, let's see. Let me think. Just put yourself back in that theater. Yeah, I'm just like five years old here. I'm like, okay. I am a turtle. <laughs> I love Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk. Can I talk about my summer camp experience for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the plot here, but. All right, so when I was at, I, I went to a Episcopal Academy summer camp when I was five. Okay. I'm not Episcopalian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everyone at that camp was actually Jewish, so I don't, I don't know. They couldn't find the Episcopalians, I guess. <laughs> They're just like, we'll take anyone. <laughs> they were all Jews. But anyway, so my bunk needed to pick a name, and we wanted to name ourselves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And okay. our counselor was like, no, you guys aren't teenagers. You can't be called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we're like, we did not understand what that meant. <laughs> what do you mean? You're like, so you're saying we're all three of the other words? <laughs> we are otherwise Mutant yeah, the, Ninja the Turtles. The only thing wrong with it was that we were teenagers. Yeah, that we were not teenagers. Bad. Everything else was fine. You know why? Because I feel like when you're a counselor and you're a teenager and it's like a power trip. <laughs> yeah. And then if your campers are like... We're teenagers. You're like, no, this is the only thing I have over you. Like, I'm the teenager. So, 
So we, I think the counselor must have came up with this name. We were the tiny ninja mutant twerps. Okay. <laughs> so that sounds like something from a movie. Yeah, I know. Like, you're a, not ninja turtles. You're ninja twerps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So our counselor <laughs> overrode us from three ninjas, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, th- this is not the plot of the movie. <laughs> this could be a plot to a movie. If, uh, Episcopalian Jews. Yeah, t- tiny. Mutant Ninja Turtle people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the plot of the movie. So there's four turtles, and they're raised by this giant rat yeah. named Splinter. Uh, I believe his name was Oroku Saki. And his... <laughs> As we've done many times on this podcast, we will fact check that. And then you will really hope that you are correct. <laughs> and, and his uh, arch nemesis was Shredder Hamato Yoshi. Okay, I believe, and well, see, I really hope you're see, right. when when I saw the movie, Splinter in the show was uh, was a man who be, who was Hamato Yoshi. And, no, he was no Orokusaki. He was one yeah. of them, and he became Splinter the Rat. But in in the movie, he was just the, a rat that got mutated into a humanoid person, and he was the pet of. One of, of Oroku Saki or Hamato Yoshi. Oh. And he learned he learned ninjutsu from watching his master. As, as a, a rat. rat. As a rat. He just watched him and he learned how to be but so I so I it was hard for me as a as a five year old to to you know reconcile, reconcile this idea of like, wait, he's not the man? He's just a rat. Right, because in right, in the show they were they were like in the same like dojo, right? Yeah. And like they got like affected and, in different ways by whatever but the, it has always been the case that the turtles were turtles correct. that turned into yes adults. That's correct. But this was one human that turned into a rat. Yes. Well, no. But in the movie, in the movie they're all animals that turn into, into human humanoid 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 rat. Which a big rat. it was a big co- topic of conversation when we were kids. Like, how, why is this different? Oh, interesting. Uh, it's like I, 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 Yeah, it's like Passover. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like uh, they they changed. Why it is so this rat kids, different yeah, than so all other rats? Yeah. Anyway. I do know the answer, if you want me to say. Yes, what is the answer? Why do they change it? <laughs> so it, it, in the original comic book, that's how it was. He was a rat that learned from his his master how to do... And then when they do the original show, they're like, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. we got to change that. But this, gotta, is a, this is a gritty indie film. They're like, we, we got to keep to the, the origins. Yeah, keep the re- original origins to the to the T. Okay, so he he's a, a rat who turned into a humanoid, and he lives in the sewers. Yes. And, and then he, he, he loved reading books... Of uh, this of, is the movie. This, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, this, yeah, they're showing the rat just reading like his prayer book of of uh, old um, Renaissance artwork. He that's where he he loved them. So oh, that's where he got so the name. Oh, okay. So he named he named the turtles, you know, the famous the artists. famous names. Okay, uh, Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello. Oh, and, at one point they like don't listen to him and he makes them do push-ups. Yeah, that's or like it. burpees. <laughs> yeah, Def- yeah. He de- he makes them do flips and or like backflips back or something. He's yeah, backflips. Back yeah, he makes them do backflips. Yeah, he's trying to sell his like infomercial tapes. Okay. And, so, uh, but hold on. How do how does Splinter get the turtles? And then are they? So I think heroes? that's revealed in Secret of yeah, the Ooze because I think so in the in movie, Secret of the Ooze you them... see them like 
eat the ooze and yeah. they become whatever and you, know, you get the backstory so of Splinter. Part of the backstory happens is like the turtles save April O'Neil from the Foot Clan of some sort and they bring her to the sewer and then they then Splinter and them explain their story. So that's where the background, the basic background of what I was mentioning takes place. Okay. I don't know exactly when in the movie it happens, but it's probably fairly early. They probably save her and right. tell her the story and then they become friends. Okay. And I, there's a... so. Casey Jones, you mentioned, I, he, he was not the cameraman. He is a vigilante who oh. who wears a uh, like a, a belly shirt. Yeah, like a cut off jersey. <laughs> like he was like like the pre Britney, you know. Like. Yeah, it's it's like a jer- <laughs> it's like a jersey or like yeah, a yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah. Does he he like rollerblades and has like a he, he is, so he's a he's a golf bag filled with baseball bats and golf clubs and other this is if you yeah, we're talking about like it's funny but like this is dark right yeah yeah just like dark. a guy and he has like a hockey mask like yeah Jason he just beats looking pe- like, like he's, he's a vigilante like, who like beats people up with baseball oh bats. yeah he's 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 insane why did i think he's the cameraman is the cameraman in two there, i don't remember i maybe there's no camera i i have a recollection also that he's, it must be like in maybe he room. pretends to be a cameraman at some point we'll see all right so he's a vigilante he's a vigilante and i think what Something's going on, and like, oh, I, I, there's a whole subplot with April, and I don't know if it's her boyfriend who's like a cop or something, and they have a teenage son who's like a juvenile delinquent, but he looks kind of, he's really nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he does not look like he, he can, uh, it should be a ninja, but he, I think he wants to join the Foot Clan. Oh, I know what happens. All these, like, run- He wants to join the Foot the, Clan who are like doing recruiting in the park. Oh, yeah. All the, all these runaways, there's all, I think April's doing a story about runaways. And all these runaways are joining the Foot Clan. That's okay. what's ha- I think that's what's happening. As and you do. Are they putting like uh, hallucinogenic drugs into the water? <laughs> to to like that's exactly like that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. They're not Bane. <laughs> <laughs> they're Razal Ghoul. Yeah. Not, not Bane. And yeah. there's uh they're they're kind of like uh, the guy below Shredder is like this is bald uh, ninja Asian, Fu Manchu. Okay, Fu Manchu yeah. looking guy. And maybe he just has a mustache. Okay. He uh, okay. So I think Raphael fights him and gets beat up really bad, and they bring him to this uh, country cottage that April or Casey Jones owns, okay. and they they they're like they're does. like really worried that Raphael's gonna die, and there's just like all these like <laughs> you have to flush him down the toilet. There's <laughs> <laughs> all these like uh, um, I don't know like uh, scenes of, of them like meditating, like praying, like oh Raphael, don't die. Okay. Are they fighters at this point? They've been yeah. trained yeah, by they've Shredder. Been trained, they've been trained by... No, by Splinter. Splinter. Oh, sorry, by Splinter. But are they, like, uh, superheroes, or they've never actually, like, left the sewers at this point? No, I yeah. think they've, they've probably stopped some yeah, they crime. Yeah, fight, they fight crime, but I guess they're not up to snuff against these, these guys. the Foot Clan. Okay. Which is, like, the old, like Splinter and Shredder's I, old clan from... Japan, I remember one other thing from this movie. York. Okay. This is like a very specific childhood memory I have from this movie. I'm pretty sure it's this movie. There's a sequence in this movie where I believe April O'Neil, when she's going out to film her story, <laughs> I'm like super fixated on the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> there is, I believe, a sequence. You're going to be like, why did you have to point this out? But it is like burned in my brain. Where the cameraman is like wrapping a cord around his arm. You know, like how you put cords yeah, away like yeah, that? Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, man, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at rapping that cord. You don't care about any of the cool martial arts or like no, any of just like, whoa, that guy really I'm rapped like, a cord. Yeah, it's like a really long cord and he does like a really good job. That is really funny. I mean, 
that explains why Donatello is your, your favorite new <laughs> And why also uh, you have no friends. Uh, okay. I'm like 90% sure that that's this movie. All right. But. <laughs> I'll look out for it when we watch. Yeah, I don't remember that. But it definitely sounds it's very cool. memorable. <laughs> uh, all right. So the... They're the Foot Clan is they beat up Raphael and why what is their what are they trying to do? The Foot Clan is just Evil. they're just they're trying to take over the city, steal stuff probably, All right. and just steal children basically runaways to join their gang. Okay, and Shredder's their leader, who's you know scary guy with a mask and. But I already had some good ideas, and that you know yeah. there's good people on yeah. both sides. <laughs> uh, so. Okay, so then the, what at like there's a showdown. The yeah, there's a showdown on a roof. They they have to fight Shredder on a roof. But how do they stop the clan? This is like I think. Does Splinter knock Shredder off the roof? Yeah, and he says something like he he says like he says like dude or some like like he says like cowabunga. He says one uh, of the like, at the end the turtles like, like the turtles influenced him. him. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay, should we look at the poster? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember anything else about the plot? Um, I mean, Shredder oh, falls off the roof into a garbage truck, and then the garbage man presses the crushing button and, like, uh, you know, kills him. Probably, but probably. But you do see his. Do you see his hand pop up, or is that in that the next might movie? Be in the next movie, at the like the dump, and his hand comes up. Right. But I think maybe he was meant to be killed. But you know, they need Shredder to come back. Because right. He's awesome. Well, because like Kang is not in these. Is that his Kr- name? Uh, uh, Krang. Colonel Krang. Krang. He lives in that guy's belly. Krang. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Krang. He's, yeah. I don't, he's not in these movies. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they couldn't. Uh, is he in the Michael Bay the movies? I wasn't around. Is he? What are the Michael Bay movies? <laughs> the uh, so we were talking about this. There's a, there is a Ninja Turtles movie in like every generation. Yeah. So there's like the three live action movies from when we were kids. Yeah. And then there's there's the. TMNT cartoon, right, the like CGI college. cartoon from like 2007, and then there's three of the Michael Bay movies, right? After that, two, two. or three, yeah, two. two. Um, and there's and then there's this new one that's coming out. Wait, but there was ones in between that cartoon from when we were in college and now. There were there. There's yeah, also two. multiple cartoon versions on Nickelodeon. But are these li- the Michael and Bay I've ones seen are live action? Some of them. A little bit. But basically, every kids. generation of kids gets their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Michael Bay thing. ones were live We got action. two. Cause we got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. Not, I, not good. I, the I, turtles I, have, like, superpowers and they can, uh, you know, bullets pop, bounce off their shells and stuff. Oh. And they look a little bit like the earlier version of Sonic, you oh. know, with, like, weird teeth and stuff. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I feel like. It's not, I feel like I like blocked all this out. I I saw one of them. I didn't. I don't think I saw the sequel. This is kind of like the. Uh, this is probably gonna be controversial, but this is probably like the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Like I, 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 in my mind, those don't. Uh, they never happened. Um, well, so okay. Before we look at the poster, I have to point out one thing I just noticed on the IMDb because I'm in the UK. Yeah. Um, in this country, this movie was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Oh. So maybe that tells us something about the plot. Maybe they, they were heroes, or maybe it was like very Brexity. They're like, don't, don't, yeah. say, don't say ninja. I, I think I've watched a Ninja Turtles documentary, so I think I have too much knowledge of this. So I, I what, from, it's very impressive. Yeah, know, you really do remember. I know it. from. So what I remember is that in England I, at the time there was a ninja problem in real life, <laughs> and they didn't want to promote. 
ninjas. Is that like bed bugs? <laughs> yeah, they had these ninjas everywhere. They were roaming the streets in real life, just like in the turtle movie. And they're like, we can't call it ninjas because these <laughs> these ninjas okay, are, demand, are running I wild. I demand research about that in between. Yeah, episodes. we have to figure this out. <laughs> okay, let's look at the let's look at the poster. All right. Oh, this is a cool poster. All right. It says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's got the turtles, the titular turtles, poking their heads out of a sewer. Uh, it says, "Hey, dude, this is no cartoon." And they're surrounded by, like, the New York City. Skyline. Like New York City Skyline. is like rising above them, yeah. basically, and the Chrysler Building is behind them. Empire State Building, Chrysler Building. Huh. Who cares? <laughs> One of those old buildings. Uh, and then underneath it says lean green and on the screen everywhere. Nice. Featuring music by MC Hammer, Johnny Kemp, High Tech J, Orchestra on the Half Shell. Orchestra on the Half Shell. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, was that an existing band before the Ninja Turtles? Or were they just like, you guys, this is our time. Like, <laughs> finally. <laughs> we're Orchestra on the Half Shell. They're heroes in a half shell. We got to be in this. Do you guys <laughs> remember the Touring Turtles music band? Like, they were like, you know, the four turtles dressed up in costume and they played live concerts. I don't remember that. I do not remember that. That's not I have awesome. no I'm memory. I'm sure I went and saw them. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so... You know what? That is what's funny about this poster is I didn't want to read because on uh, the thing I was looking at it just had two names: Judith Hogue and Alias Cotius, uh, and that is the same thing on the poster. Because like I guess that's April O'Neil and, and Casey, Casey Jones, Jones yeah. and everyone else was like, "Yep, either uh, a Jim Henson puppet, a, a puppet, or <laughs> like Shredder was like in in such costume. Didn't matter who he was. Um, yeah, I, I mean, looking at this poster, these do look like Jim Henson." Puppets, uh, and it does say Jim Henson puppets in the ti- in the credit block underneath. Oh, nice! Oh, if you look at the bottom, it says animatronic characters by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Oh yeah, I mean they look so yeah. good. They don't look uh, menacing though. They, I don't think they're supposed to look menacing. Fine, well, I'm just saying they should. You want them to be more like hardcore? Yeah. Well, do, do, uh, are you familiar with the comic at all? Like the, the original comic? No. All right, so in, I'll just tell you a little bit about it. It was very menacing, actually. And the turtles were, uh, they would kill and cut up people. Like, it was bloody and crazy. So they, I think this movie was originally supposed to be more like that, but then the cartoon came out where they toned everything down to, like, a kid's uh, thing. So... So we're trying to pull it back. They pulled like, it hey, back. Dude, this is no cartoon. Interesting. Yeah. But this movie is still very yeah. dark. So this movie was like, meant to be gritty. The sequel, Secret of the Ooze, is much more kid-friendly. Interesting. Maybe that's why I liked it so much more. Because, like, this also has Mario vibes. The 93 Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we referenced, I think, in that episode that they were inspired by this movie. Oh, so this is a grittier... Uh, Like, this is different tonally than than, uh, than the original... uh, Than the sequel. It's still rated PG. Yep. They're they're, they're not cutting uh, people up in this. Right. In the the comic book. And also in the in the original comic book, they all wore red masks, oh. so you you only could tell them oh, different by the how the we, by the weapon how, they had. how violent they <laughs> yeah, were. Which, like Raphael was just like uh, cutting people up with his like lawn his lawn ornament, whatever he uses. Yeah. Oh right. Raphael <laughs> used his size. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those you use those in the garden. Yeah. 
right. It's a hoe. Uh, all right. Let's look at the uh, the box. Let's look at the box. Okay. So on the front of the box, it says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's glowing green. And underneath that, uh, you got the turtles themselves. Leonardo is flexing. Donatello is doing like 90s cool guy pose. Yeah, these guys look pretty cool. Uh, Raphael is sort of pointing and being like, nah, or forget about it. Oh, he's doing a crossover. And Donatello is trying to look cool. He's like sort of crouched down in front of them making two thumbs up. These guys look like they could party. Yeah. I like and then on the, uh, you can actually see the tape on this one. Interestingly, on the tape, it says, warning, this is for home use only. <laughs> Do not point the camcorder at the TV while watching it. Uh, it says, insert this. Okay. On the side of the box, we have the picture of Leonardo driving a car, it looks like. And one of the turtles sort of with his arms crossed, taking a jaunty step. Okay. Do they? Right? Do, is there like a rap break in this movie? Do they like? Well, there is an MC Hammer song. So, but do they like do a performance where they're like, "We're the Turtles, dude," and that's so? Rude. I assume they. I assume they do because in Secret of the Ooze you get the Vanilla yeah. Ice song. T O R T L E Power. And they and like they're, they uh, perform it. They, there's like a sequence where they're fighting in a club in that movie, and that's and like he's singing that song or he sings that song. Well, they, yeah, fighting. Off the dome because he sees the Ninja Turtles <laughs> is inspired <laughs> <laughs> to like do a freestyle vanilla ice song about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, All right. But in this, I assume that there's there's a dance sequence because there is that MC Hammer. It does mention that on the front. All right. They're pretty. Rich, uh, okay. So the turtles. There's a lot of. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of their shell. No, like their arms. You mean their muscles? Yeah. Yeah, they do have ripped arms. Okay. So then on the back of the box, we see. Uh, Leonardo sitting with his hands on his knees and he's like, I'm going to rap to you kids about the birds and the bees. That's what he looks like. Well, it looks like he's praying this to Kira yeah. Raphael. Yeah, that's when he's praying to Kira Raphael. That's from that montage. Uh, maybe, or maybe he's a cans counselor who's trying to explain sex <laughs> to his kids. <laughs> it <does look> like <laughs> <laughs> he's like, let's rap. Um, and then we see Raphael who's like, Le- uh, April O'Neil's kind of leaning on his shoulder and he's like, you don't need to teach me about sex. <laughs> <laughs> me and this human woman. Uh, and then Casey Jones is there. He's wearing like a vest and fingerless gloves, which uh, when no, we were no kids, bell- he no looked very shirt. cool. Oh, yeah. Is, is that a belly shirt? shirt? No, he's not wearing the I mean, belly shirt, unfortunately. I mean, no, and then, no, maybe that's Splinter. The Splinter next, next to him, him, right? I see a rat. And some oh, other. I think kid. that's the, the nerdy teen I was talking about. Oh, okay. Next to him. Oh, okay. Or Bebop he, looks like he's, he looks like he's wearing a Bob Ross t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, Bob Marley. or Bob Marley. That's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> Those two people. Yeah, nothing nothing says rebellious teen like a Bob Marley t shirt. Okay. So then it says, charmed the shell out of me. The most original idea in years. That's Joel Siegel. Uh, The most popular heroes this side of the Bat Cave, says Ben Callen of the Los Angeles Times Syndicate. And Jim Henson's done a spectacular job in bringing the turtles to life, said Norbert Sparrow. Norbert Sparrow. Of LA Parent Magazine. Probably listens to this podcast. Um, Okay. His favorite turtle must be Donatello. His name is Norbert Sparrow. (laughs) So you mean he's cool? He's the coolest. <laughs> yeah. uh, now you can catch America's favorite green teens in their first live-action blockbuster film. After wading in a puddle of radioactive waste, these radical reptiles are transformed into New York City's greatest crime-fighting quartet. 
Featuring hot new music by MC Hammer, this film will captivate adults and kids alike with its blend of humor, camaraderie, and martial arts action. Don't miss this blockbuster movie. You'll have one shell of a good time. They stole Joel Siegel's line, or he stole their line. This back of the box does not tell you anything about the movie. It introduces the concept of Ninja Turtles and then says it's a good movie like five times. Well, it says there's martial arts in it. And camaraderie. I think every kid kind of the concept knew of the who turtles. the turtles were by right. this point. Because right. the cartoon had came, come out before the movie in so, like 87. So I'd like to like... Uh, There's the definitely research, a dance sequence. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to understand in the research, like, are were, were they mad about the cartoon that it came out? Because like they were like scooped. I, Didn't but, you say that this movie made two hundred and twenty yeah, million dollars? So I don't think they were mad. Right? I mean, maybe during like <laughs> at the beginning they were like, "Oh man, they got to us first. We were trying to make this movie on our own for yeah. years." That was a gritty indie right. film. Yeah, it's like James Cameron being mad that Steven Spielberg made Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> right? He's doing okay, also. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, okay, so did that bring back anything else? I don't think so. No. Did you watch the trailer? There. there was not a lot. Was there, a, was nothing, there was nothing. Like, was nothing I think we lost. liked it. It yeah. brought that pack. Yeah. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please. Rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these what the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Awesome! Excellent! Yeah! I love being a turtle! Okay. Wow. I like I like that this movie is really just like, by the way, this is a movie. Like, you're going to watch it on a screen. Like, they're really emphasizing that. Lean green on the screen. Uh, I did remember as I was watching it, and then, of course, it's in the trailer, uh, there's a lot of skateboarding in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think the Foot Clan also maybe skateboard at their hideout, but definitely the Ninja uh, Turtles skateboard. They, yeah, I feel like the early 90s, they were really into, like, extreme sports. Remember that... Uh, Remember that sequence in Hook where he does the skateboard and yeah. Also, dunk? they also did a Hook sequence here where they threw a pizza up in the air and cut it. Remember, like with the with the coconut cutting. Oh yeah, you think uh, it hangs in the air for like five minutes? It's <laughs> almost like watch out for that pizza. It's moving so fast towards you. Uh, uh, remember, uh, so Andy was right about a number of things. You were right about uh, the bald second in command guy. You were right about them just like wanting free reign of the city to just do whatever they want. Um, Reward themselves and punish their enemies. <laughs> they did have uh, a big uh, X Men vibes. Oh my lord! It is loud. <laughs> <That is loud. laughs> the Dutch Wonderland excitement. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, they did. Um, uh, they seem to have a bit of like an X Men vibes, where they're like, "There's a freak of nature that we have to destroy." Uh, about the Ninja Turtles. Uh, they don't seem to like them very much. Some of the, uh, okay, here's uh, what I want to say, but besides this, I think this looks great. Um, we've been tracking this, like, gremlins, like, uh, these, like, puppet stuff. The, when they talk, the Ninja, Ninja Turtles, it doesn't look great. Uh, yeah, it's a little flappy mouth, like. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I love being a turtle. Yeah. yeah, doesn't doesn't look great. Yeah. Uh, but the movie looks good. I'm looks, excited to watch yeah. it. I I am confident that I did not like this movie as much as Turtle uh, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to get like a nine, but a, uh, maybe a eight. I think an eight. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, your guy's scale is confusing to me. <laughs> it's confusing to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I think it's going to be a good kids movie. Is it actually critically good? That right. that's a whole different scale to me. Well, like, this there should like be a, two scales. Like a, this I, was an early debate, <laughs> a, early topic of debate where like I used to like argue more that like. Yeah, it's a kids movie. It's, yeah, it's and a then, kids movie. Kids uh, do not. Daniel would be like, "Well, there's still yeah, like there's, a logic to it, and like a there are a million kids movies. You don't have to show them bad kids. Yes, movies. but if the movie you is like enjoyable to, kids a, I know, but then it's a good kids movie. But no, but a kids movie can be good without being a good movie. It can still be yeah. good for kids because kids could love it. Be like, oh, this is awesome. But then when they grow up, they're like, oh, this movie sucks. But it doesn't matter if when they're a kid. Well, here's, if it's really good for a kid. But here's the like secret it. about kids watching movies yeah i've never seen a kid watch a kid movie and be like yeah that was like a six every kid that watches a movie they're like that was the best movie i've ever seen unless it was like scary or unsettling if it was a movie geared towards them right they're like uh my daughter didn't like snow white well yeah you know what my if you show your kids old movies they have that giant opening with nothing happens it's just the credit scroll for like five minutes all right. The kid, my kids hate that. They're like, like what is brains. going on? Why is it take? Why are they showing nothing for five minutes of the, all these names on a screen that no one cares about? Right. Let's see the movie. Right. Well, yeah, your kids sound like the studios right now. They're like, no one cares about these actors. <laughs> you writers. replace them with artificial <laughs> intelligence immediately. <laughs> well, that's a uh, in in Deadpool. Uh, they, I've seen like screenshots of this as the strike is going on. Uh, it, the credits say, uh, "Written by the real heroes, uh, produced by some jackasses." Uh, that's what they did in this. So, like, that's 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 the opposite take. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like kids. Like every time, every movie I've shown my kids for this podcast, I'm like, "Hey, did you like it?" Like, I'm trying to like get yeah. like, "Yeah, it was awesome." I'm like, "What'd you like about it?" Like, it was just so fun. Like, uh, kids show them Super Mario Brothers, 1993. Well, that that's gonna be like weird and unsettling to them. I mean, they might like it. Like, I guess. I mean, did you show them Hook? Did they like Hook? Yeah, they liked Hook. Yeah, of course they liked Hook. It's a kids movie that they like. Sucks so. Bad. I mean, it's not a good Hook movie. Hook is our most controversial. But it's, it's a good kids movie. You don't you don't know how many listeners. No, it's a bad kids. Movie. You don't know how many listeners have called us out for the Hook yeah. episode. And by listeners, I mean uh, Andy and the person whose house I'm in right now, who also <laughs> listens to this. Um, they're both like Hook is awesome. What are you talking about? It's uh, so bad. Bangerang. <laughs> I, uh, I will never show my daughter that movie because I will never watch that movie again. And in order to show it to her, it's not I have to unwatchable. Watch it again. No, I still. I, it's funny. We'll talk about it more when we yeah. when we re rank everything. All right. But so, you would what do you what would you give this? Who are you going to watch with? All right. Hold on. Andy Hold on. didn't give his. I'll score give yet. my score as a kids movie. It's a nine because it's not as kid friendly as Secret of the Ooze. Okay. But as a critically movie, uh, I'll give it a eight. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Do it give, eight. I'm gonna <laughs> fine eight. I guess I'll give it an eight. I'm between a seven and an eight. I feel like uh, it it could be a tiny bit of a clunker. I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, the, the they were pretty 
jokey? Like, is that humor gonna right gonna land with us? Yeah, I just think like right. It could be like trying too hard. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to charm the shell out of you. <laughs> uh, I said charm in past tense because I read the quote. <laughs> Uh, charmed the shell out of you. Uh, who am I going to watch it with? I don't know. Well, maybe Andy, if I'm still here. Uh, I might end up leaving today. We'll see. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch it with my kids. No? I don't know. Maybe I will. What? We could have a big party and watch it all together with all our kids. Oh, yeah. That's true. I guess we would. You get a pizza. Yeah. Make it a pizza uh, party. Uh, I mean, the that's... pizza in the trailer Dude. looks... Gross. Yeah, that yeah, was not a good-looking good pizza. What is this? Yeah, and like New York City is supposed to be famous for its pizza. Like, I didn't know that the Ninja Turtles only ate kosher pizza, because that's what that <laughs> looks like to me. <laughs> they have to... Uh, look, it was a $13.5 million it was dollar a, budget. The DiGiorno's. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. Like, no, but it was a $13.5 million dollar budget. I assume Jim Henson's not cheap. Yeah, uh, that probably all the money went to Jim Henson. <clears throat> so, was Corey Feldman a selling point of this movie? I don't I think so. I don't think so. I don't think, I'm pretty sure the selling point of this movie was that the Ninja Turtles were in it. I know, but like... They're lean, my, he, they're green, and they're on screen. My guess is that they filmed the whole movie and probably had the actors who were in the suits do the voice work. And right. then they're like, all right, well, let's find some people to actually voice the Right, and none of later. the other Turtles' voices were like on the level of a Corey Feldman. Right, yeah. So I feel like he would just, like, maybe he, was, he's, he, he needed he's work. A, yeah. Or he, what about, he's a major turtle fan or something. Oh, yeah. so Leaf Tilden. Be in it. Oh, wait, no, he's not the voice. The, actually, I was, the I was looking at the, uh, I watched the trailer for the new Mutant Mayhem, and uh, it was, I was like, oh, who are these voice actors? And they're all, like, actual teenagers. Oh, yeah, man. I'm so excited for that movie. That movie looks so good. Yeah, yeah, I heard that they kind of, like, threw out the script for that and just had the, because they were kind of, it wasn't real enough, so they just kind of put the kids in a room, the teenagers in a room, and just had them talk. Oh, cool. So it's, it's going to be awesome. That's fun. Yeah, I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. That, I'm just, we're going to do a partial uh, remake. We're going to do a partial remake. That movie's going to be a 10. Yeah, I'm, sober, I'm super excited awesome. for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, cool. we might watch it together. We might watch it with our kids. Yeah. I assume you're not showing it to your daughter, because uh, she's... This episode is going to be longer than the movie. Well, Which there's so a real much problem to we cut have. out earlier. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's go watch it, yeah. and we'll see uh, if it's a good kids movie yeah. or a good actual movie, or if it matters yeah. to Dan. It doesn't. It, it, it matters if movies are good. No, no, this is, no, it's good podcasting that you disagree with this. I say, yeah, but uh, you're just wrong. <laughs> it, like my, I, your your Goonies take about the roller coaster thing. I mean, roller coasters are supposed to be fun. Well, it was you... fun. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was correct. Goonies is a fun yeah, ride. I know. Yeah, but that, that that's not a bad thing. That, I know. I gave it an eight. I know it should be a nine. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not as good as Gremlins. It's, Andy loves it's better than uh, Gremlins, for sure. It's I, not better I, than I, Gremlins. I, you know what? I never had watched Gremlins before, and I watched it after your, your podcast episode, and I thought it was okay. <sighs> I thought it was okay. Uh, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. which is better. But Goonies is just way—it's just way better. The, yeah. the, you were complaining about like the logic of uh, 
of Goonies, but what's the logic of Gremlins? It makes no sense. How could that be critically? No, it's not sense? the logic. It's not the logic of Goonies. It's like that yeah, nothing in Goonies that happens follows naturally from things that happened before. All right, we we we'll, we'll invite uh, Andy back on to, to debate we our, have to, our we have, Yeah, we have to the the. Ultimate but I debate, I like so. Goonies. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap here. Well, we can argue more in the second half. Uh, he said, you have usual bullshit. How was Dutch Wonderland? Oh yeah, I talked about that in the last episode. Oh right, that was literally we were yeah, that, was, that to, day. Your kids were screaming about it. Uh, Dutch Wonderland uh, was good. What's good? What is it? Dutch Wonderland. Do they like sell you cabinets and have big windmills? <laughs> you get you get to churn your own butter there. Oh. Uh, not actually, but I'm sure somewhere. Um, actually, I, I'm I'm positive somewhere because I feel like I have done that in Lancaster. No, Dutch Wonderland is in uh, Lancaster, PA, famous for the Amish Dutch people, um, and it's like a small amusement park um, that's like a like a kingdom based, but like non IP specific kingdom. It's just like wizards and princes and dragons. Uh, so it's just like Dragons. an off-brand theme park for Dutch people. <laughs> is it Dutch um, themed? Uh, it is. No, it's just <laughs> in. It's just in there. It's just in the area. This is like Andy's Presbyterian camp. Yeah, like it's a Presbyterian camp. You don't have to be Presbyterian. It's not Presbyterian themed at all. Yeah. Episcopalian, not Presbyterian. Episcopalian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Episcopalian. Wonderland. Dutch Wonderland was fun. The kids had a great time. Actually, uh, it, it's also, I would say, very like aged down. So, like, my daughter's already, like, uh, at the, I think, like, tipping point of when it's fun for anybody. There's, like, one and a half roller coasters and then just, like, a bunch of really little kid rides. There's, like, a, a ski lift that goes across the whole park, and it moves so slow. I was up there for like twenty minutes. I was, I, and it somehow is like uh, scarier than any other ride. Yeah. You're moving so slow. You're like, I'm just gonna fall off this and thing. There's like no moving. safety stuff on that, right? Speaking of yeah, things that move like too slow and are boring and suck, this, this story. I just want to revisit Hook <laughs> briefly because I got attacked in the first half of this podcast, and I just want to quote my friend, personal friend. I've seen him in all the meetings. Steven Spielberg, who has described it as one of the worst moments, one of his worst moments as a filmmaker, uh, he says, I want to see Hook again. I still don't like that movie. I find it hard to watch. I'm hoping someday I'll see it again and perhaps like some of it. I felt like a fish out of water making Hook. I didn't have confidence in the script. I had confidence in the first act and I had confidence in the epilogue. I didn't have confidence in the body of it. Uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing, and I tried to paint over my insecurity with production value. The more insecure I felt about it, the bigger and more colorful the sets became. So, Steven Spielberg, the maker of the movie, agrees with me that it's bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, the movie is bad. 
but it, kids <laughs> enjoy it. So if he was looking at it from his inner child, if he still was in his Peter Pan phase, as they call it, he uh, he might have enjoyed it. But alas, agree to disagree. Uh, we we're gonna have to have. Uh, we definitely get the most pushback about Hook. Yeah. Like we actually got more people. pushback about Hook in between episodes. <laughs> Really? Yeah, four different people have, have argued with me that uh, we're too hard on Hook. So I think I think for our one year anniversary, we're gonna it's probably just gonna be dedicated to Hook. To dunking on um, Hook. Yeah, uh, the uh, worst movie we've well, covered. Instead of talking about Hook, why don't we talk about uh, Ninja Turtles? Um, Ninja Turtles. I just finished uh, it an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Because what happened was, I started watching it on. My wife and I went to a concert last night. Great concert. Uh, For the listener, we were supposed to start recording an hour and a half ago (laughs) initially. Well, I timed it out. So, uh, my wife and I went to a concert last night. We had to drive very far for it because I really wanted to go. We are cool, very cool people. Um, And uh, so I was like, oh, I need to watch Ninja Turtles on Wednesday night. Started watching it. And I just got like so tired in the middle, so I, I only watched half of it. So my plan was always to finish the other half today. It's just then, you know, I had life got in the way, and I didn't finish it until, uh, yeah, like an hour before we recorded this. But it's great. It's fresh in my mind. Ninja Turtles. All right. Heroes in a Half Shell. Turtle Power. Who's going to recap the plot? You just watched it. Should you do it, or should I do it? I think you should do it. Andy, do you want to recap the plot? You did it perfectly the first half. Yeah. Um, do you want me to recap it? Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. And in the all tradition right. of this podcast, act like you're going to do it really fast and then take forever. Yeah, no, take a like, really long time. And, Every... and I feel like I should, before I recap the plot, I should just tell a random story that has nothing to do with this. Oh, that's perfect. That's what we do here. I know. So it's like you're already, you're actually I, just one of those. We had mentioned Chad in the, in the first half, and I don't think I told this uh, not this specific story but a story related to ninja turtles with chad as the star well, i was gonna of it. say i looked into him apparently he's grown up into guys that to a guy that like everyone on the internet hates because he has so much sex with hot women <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this oh man <laughs> yeah chad he's in the news so yeah anyway so we were in we were in preschool together so you know this was like 1989 and uh, we had a parent come in, and they were um, drawing pictures of Ninja Turtles, like on like a easel board with like the easel paper, like pretty big. And they were drawing just random character, the, the four different characters. And everybody wanted Michelangelo because that's everybody's favorite. So, in order to be fair, the teacher was like, "All right, we're just going to randomly hand out the uh, the drawings so you can color them in." But you know, to be fair. Anyway, I got a Michelangelo, so I was, even though Raphael was my favorite, I was excited that I got a Michelangelo because everybody wanted him. So I was like, all right, I got Michelangelo, this is cool. Anyway, Chad was, uh, besides being known for pooping his pants, he also (laughs) was known for crying uh, incessantly, like being dropped off at daycare. If something happened, he would cry. Uh, So he was either crying or pooping. He was just a sterling (laughs) reputation. Yeah, Yeah, he he was a good friend of mine, so, you know. You know, anyway, so he was crying. He didn't get Michelangelo. He got a Donatello. So he he was not a fan of Donatello. Sorry, Daniel. But he 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 really wanted Michelangelo. Anyway, 
I felt bad for Chad, and I offered my Michelangelo for his Donatello. And so he stopped crying. He was happy. But I thought, you know what? I really wanted to draw Michelangelo. So what I did was I colored in an orange, you know, mask on on Michelangelo. Like he's just holding Donatello's bow staff. Like big deal. Like Chad, why didn't you think of that? But you know. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know if you if you remember, I had that hanging on my basement stairs for like ten years. This Michelangelo oh, yeah. with a, a bow staff of Donatello. You recall I, that? I, I think I do. I think I do. Ah, Chad. I remember all your stories about Chad. Uh, <laughs> apologies, Chad. Yeah, Chad. If you're a listener, don't rate or review the podcast. <laughs> Listen. I'm sorry. Plenty of people poop their pants it's all cool the time. It's cool to poop in your pants and yeah. cry about when everything. You're, when you're a young guy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Okay. I yeah, just, sorry, I just sorry Chad. All right. Anyway, the movie opens uh, with uh, April O'Neil's doing a news report about the increase in crime in Manhattan, New York City, I guess. And they're showing, like, they can't find out who's doing it. Like, pe- people in the shadows, even though it's right in broad daylight and there's a bunch of kids just taking people's wallets, like, right out of their pockets. <laughs> doing, like, they, close up magic. Like, yeah, like, like real. And, and then, then handing it to the next guy. And then hands it off to what at first I thought was Shredder just sticking his hand out. But I think it might have just been a foot soldier. What did you guys see when the kid hands the wallet? Was that Shredder? Because I thought that was kind of no, low, le- low level for him to be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hanging thing. out on the street just collecting wallets. Um, but I think it was probably a foot soldier. It's weird how the foot soldiers just turned out to be like hapless teenagers. <laughs> Were like, they all... Or were some of them like OGs that came in from Japan? It reminded me of um, of uh, Batman Begins. Um, what were those people called? Uh, you know, Batman? Uh, wait, what? You no, know, the 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 people with the purple flowers, like the whole thing. Razal uh, Ghouls. Razal Ghouls. Uh-huh. Razal Razal's Ghouls. Razal's Ghouls. That's what they should have been called. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great joke 10 out of 10 joke um but that's what it reminded me of like they show up in new york city uh as this like you know group of people taking over yeah so they're doing a lot of petty small time crime but it's it's really rocking the the news report like this April's making a big deal. It's on the New York Post. I saw had an article right there. They were holding it up like, check this out. A lot of crime. The city's worse than ever. Uh, yeah. And then, and then does it go to April's apartment know. next? No. Or, so uh, then we... I think uh, Shredder is like they. I think they show Shredder early. Do they show? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, they show the turtles watching April O'Neil and like. Like whistling, like wolf whistling. Oh yeah, yeah. April O'Neil. Uh, they they love her, and then I think they show Shredder is like this one person is on to us, and then the foot go to attack her, or does she just randomly get mugged? Because um, they, they save her from a mugging. There's, oh no, sorry. Yeah, yes, some you know, stuff that happens confused. before this. So yes, she leaves the station from her report and gets mugged, and Raphael saves her, but then drops his side. Yes. yes. All of them save her, I think. 
They're all there. No. They're all there. Oh, the right, time. right, right, right. But he's watching from the open sewer, and he's like, damn. He says damn. Yeah, he says like 50 times. times. Damn, Right, because he lost his, his sigh. And then she has the sigh, and that sort of reconnects them. That's the opening seat, right? That's where it transitions. Like, her report goes to her leaving the station. They're like, be careful out there. And then she, uh, yeah, gets mugged. They save her. Raphael throws the sigh, or from off screen, the sigh comes flying breaks the light so no one sees that they're ninja turtles then they save her and the cops come yeah anyway so, so then we meet the ninja, ninja turtles right then we meet the ninja turtles they go back to splinter and they're like he's like we were awesome right that was their first uh, time they say yeah, that it was right. like their first time fighting crime yeah they and, were they were crime fighting virgins before that um, right and then Raphael's like i lost my side splinter's like leave it don't go back there. He's like, seen. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what's lost is gone forever. And he's like, no. I, but like, I love how like after every scene, they're just like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. And like, then pretty quickly we're introduced to Charles, who is April's her, what exactly? Her boss. boss. See, when I was telling it over in the first half, I thought that was her uh, husband. Husband. Or, or they were dating or something. Well, so you, the first time you meet him, him, he's in her apartment, right, with, with her kid, his yeah, with his son, and I, and you thought it was her kid, yeah. and I was like, wait, what is the relationship of these characters? I know, this is I mean, normal boss stuff. Yeah, and, and what your boss doesn't come and hang out with his kid in your apartment all day. Yeah. I I watched with my kids, and they <laughs> thought that they were they, that was a married couple, and then when he was yelling at her later, like, why is the husband yelling at the wife? <laughs> he fired oh, his a, own wife. Yeah, I know. They're like, no. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they have a kid. Yeah, he's just her. They boss. have a kid named Danny who wears only Sid Vicious uh, t-shirts. Do you know? Oh, is that what that yeah. is? Sid Vicious. Like, yeah, every shirt like he Bob wears, Marley. it says Sid on a lot of them, or just a picture. Yeah, of we Sid were Vicious. wrong. He was not Bob Ross or Bob Marley. He was a he was a very nerdy kid, though, right? That's what I remember <laughs> yes. about oh, him. Yeah. You were right about that. He was a terrible. Yeah, actor. he uh, he steals twenty bucks out of April's wallet, yeah. which pays he's off later, later in the movie. Yeah. Wait, but um, no, aren't we now conflating two scenes? Yeah, right, we're going we're moving through the, the plot. We're moving through the plot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then you mean, so, okay, fine. And then she has to go to talk to the, the police, police chief, chief, and there is a man winding a cable who is the oh, camera. Yes. So I was correct that that happens in this movie, but I was it's also so incorrect. Not featured be- that no, it was Casey Jones. I was also incorrect because that's not the one I remember. <laughs> Was it a I different remember cord? a different cord and like a different sequence of cord wrapping. So yeah, because that was be not that was movie. not a cool cord wrapping. <laughs> what? Well, you're like that was a ZX32. <laughs> I remember the P950. I'm just telling you, like I could have claimed that I was correct that it was this movie where the guy's wrapping the cord and it's really cool. It's not this movie. <laughs> I just have a note that says Daniel really overstated the cameraman's importance in this movie. <laughs> The only interaction with the cameraman is when she goes, tie me, when she goes into the uh, police That's right after he's watching the cable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, But okay. Yeah. But they also ordered Domino's before this. Oh, right. So, okay. So, Ralph also goes out on his own. uh, He's angry. He he goes to see a movie. He goes to see a movie. He goes to see Critters. Critters, yeah. He's wearing a trench coat and a hat. He gets hit by a car. Oh, no, sorry. Then he gets no. into like a chase. He chases a bunch of foot soldiers or Casey Jones. He gets into a fight. No, April is in the subway and no, that's later. That's her. later. 
No. That's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the Casey Jones May, fight April, yeah. first. This is the Casey Jones fight, which is first. Yeah. It's good to have three people because then we could both just tell you Chinese wrong. <laughs> so he goes to see the movie. He ends up fighting some Foot Clan soldiers. Shredder warns the Foot Clan to look out for the turtles, right? At this point? Or not yet? Uh, Where he's like, they are I'm not sure. freaks. Whatever. I think, I think, he's, I think anyway. at first he's most concerned about April herself. I don't know if right. he so, knows anyway, about so the turtles yet. These two foot soldiers, and then also gets into a fight with Casey Jones, who beats him up. Yeah. Casey Jones wins and runs away. I mean, I mean, well, I should say, I should say, I mean, because the Ninja Turtles also have weapons, but like Casey Jones just like whacks people in the face with baseball bats. A Jose like Canseco baseball bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope he didn't pay uh, for that. Can I just make an observation about Jose Canseco? Yes. Sure. He's not played by Chris Maloney. But that is basically Chris Mal- Like he looks exactly like him. Wait, Jose I'm Casey Googled. Oh, you're talking about Casey Jones. You mean Casey what Jones? I said Jose Canseco. <laughs> yeah, I was really confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! In my head, I was saying Casey Jones. I was like, I guess you were like, can I say something about Jose Canseco? <laughs> I was gonna make like our like a steroids like rant. Um, Wait, so say no. you say it again, but about Casey the act, Jones this time. Casey Jones looks exactly like Chris Maloney from uh, what was it uh, uh, NYPD At Law and Order? NYPD Blue? No, Law and uh, Order. Law and Order. Yeah, Special Victims Unit. Yeah. Uh, and if you Google it, uh, a lot of people think those two actors are brothers or exactly related. Uh, Every yes. time they look very similar. Yeah. Uh, I was like, uh, wait, why didn't we know that Chris Maloney was in this movie? Sorry, it was an aside. Um, okay, so the, he beats him up. He he hits him with a Jose Canseco baseball bat into a garbage can. And, and a cricket and bat, away. too. So, so for, bat. you know, Daniel and England for, crickets. Yeah. For the, you like cricket now? For the, for the international audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so then yeah. what happens? Then... Raphael runs a, runs after him. He's like, I'm not He runs after him. He gets hit by a car. Rolls over a car. Rolls over a car. Was whatever. That, was that a giant title? <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> who that. You know who's the, the, the actor in the back of the cab is the guy Steven in the Raphael suit. Oh really? Yeah. All of the turtles are in the movie. I actually know they're all in the movie as non turtles as the, well. All of the actors the, uh, in the suits. Stunt not, not yeah, not, not the double. voice actors. Well, so interestingly. In the case of Raphael, it's the same person. So the guy who's in the suit also did the voice. Right. Uh, but the other ones are all different people. Did um, you see who does the voice of Splinter? No. It's uh, Kevin Clash of Elmo fame. But I, I was just imagining like uh, Splinter having a conversation with Elmo. That would be funny. Uh, <laughs> hello, well, Elmo son. Hello, Elmo son. <laughs> this is uh, Splinter. And then if Elmo would be like. You know, it would just be like, it would just be wild. Those are pretty good. Uh, Two good impressions. Yeah, thanks. Um, Okay, so when do the... So then Shredder sends all of the foot soldiers after April, and Raph slash the turtles save her. I think just Raph, perhaps. And they bring her back to the... She's like knocked unconscious and then they bring her right. back and then she wakes up and sees Splinter and my note says April wakes up looking at Splinter like Andy waking up looking at Jack Nicholson saying you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses. 
She's just like, what is this? Where am I? Uh, that's good. Uh, uh, and she says, well, she thinks she's dreaming. And she says, why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford, which is a real my wife line. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh, wait, I missed it. Sorry, I just opened my notes for the first time. The movie opens with a shot of the Twin Towers. Oh, yeah. Say that. That's the first thing in my notes. It says it's always weird to see the Twin Towers. Um, yeah. So then Splinter tells them the backstory, which, Andy, I think you got the names right, Ishai. Did you confirm? Did it, or yeah. did I mix them yeah. up? I wasn't sure if I... I know, no. Uh, I know I had the right names, but I'm not sure if I said for each character. H- H- Hamato Yoshi is was uh, Splinter's master, or, uh, or his owner, and he learned in jitsu as a rat. It's, it's wild, right? Uh, uh, and Orokusaki is Shredder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, but then I they immediately gonna... become best friends. It's like the scene in Step Brothers, but it's four Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil, and they're literally like they're recounting the plots of movies for her. Oh yeah, doing uh, impressions. They do a Rocky recap, which is basically like them doing an episode of Partial Recall. Oh yeah. Uh, and... Oh yeah, they do love doing impressions. Correct. Yep. Uh, okay, so then Splinter gets kidnapped, uh, and we see this is maybe not the first time, but we see the layer. Where all the foot yeah. playing kids hang out, and it's like their kids playing, it's like skateboarding, obviously, in the hideout. They play arcade games, they smoke cigars. My poker. note here just cigarettes. says kids play smoking poker. cigars. Smoking is so cool. They play poker, they smoke cigarettes. The uh, whole place is awesome. Yeah. I would run away from home <laughs> if I knew there was a place like that waiting for me. But then they amazing. also are all about discipline. So they're like, you must be disciplined and like, and you're fighting and all of this stuff, and they're like, "No, go smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and play poker, you teenager." Well, no, it's like a tr- it's like a training program. So like you 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 get lured into it yeah. by uh, by like, hey, you can smoke and play. Poker it's like, and, like uh, you know what it's like? It's like um, Pinocchio with Pleasure Island. When uh, pleasure, it Island. is like the Pinocchio with Pleasure Island. It yeah. is also like if you're in college and you go to Chabad for Friday night dinner, and they're like, <laughs> "Judaism's great." Like we sing songs, and it's so fun. And then they're like, "Also, you can't eat pork. You shouldn't touch girls. There's like a billion rules." That's really good. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. that's exactly <laughs> it. So like they're basically you're saying that 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 bald guy with the mustache is standing on the street corners being like, "Excuse me, are you a, a, a Jewish runaway?" Yes, he's, he's wanna, Menachem Mendel wanna... Shredder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but anyway, I think that they lure them in with that, and then when they get uh, old enough or they're ready for the next step, then they become uh, Foot Clan. So this is where we see Shredder for the first time, and I think we need to at this point just discuss his outfit. Which is, in my notes, extremely yes, queen. <laughs> it looks like something that Elton John would wear to perform. <laughs> to perform karate. Yeah. It, it looks like a, like a sparkly romper. Like, like yeah, he would yeah. go to yeah, bed rom- in. Like his bed uh, him. pajamas. But it's like, okay, it's wearing like a pink jumpsuit, but then also like a silver tiger stripe cape. And his helmet uh, is so big; it's like uh, spaceballs. Like <laughs> that's how huge it's. <laughs> dark, dark uh, helmet over there. It's like he does say, "I am your father" to all the kids. <laughs> so that is that is similar. Um, okay, so then April takes the turtles back to her house, and they apparently she owns an antique shop. She takes them to the antique shop that she owns. Yeah, with she has her an father's. antique shop and a farm, so she comes from money. Yeah. 
uh, for sure. Um, that was like a round where I was falling asleep. I thought it was just meant to be like, not that she had the antique shop. She just lived over like some like decrepit shop and like that was all she could afford as an apartment but i, I guess she, I, I misconstrued that she did say that it, it uh, she kept it because of her father who passed away or something like that so it was maybe his shop and she's huh. still like she owns real I, estate in new york city she's doing all right she, yeah wait and this is that her apartment is in little tokyo um, Little Tokyo came up when she was like questioning the police chief. She's like, "What about what's happening in Little Tokyo?" Like, she, oh, okay. she's like asking, like these, "Oh, this must be this Japan gang that uh, that's the same." Oh boy! Yeah, that's what she was insinuating. When she does go, when she does talk to the police chief, he says, "A few immigrants are reminded of something that happened years ago in Japan." As like that's how he dismisses it. I'm just like. Ooh. Uh, He's like, you're breaking my balls, O'Neal! Not not a great police officer. Uh, Uh, He also, he gets information on this, on the the, uh, reporter boss's son, and that's why he kind of blackmails him to tell April to back off of the story. Oh, that's That's right. That's right. Uh, And then she gets fired because she's like, no. No, she's like yeah. two. Well, she gets fired in the middle of the fight. Well, so okay, yeah. so okay, so then there's a big fight in her house. They burned so down the her Foot house. Clan. Follow the Foot Clan. Follow the turtles into the sewer, or am I now? That, that was later. The turtles the earlier scene. somewhere uh, earlier. It's earlier because at this point Splinter's already kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I know what it is. I know what it is. Shop. I know what happens. So. <laughs> Anyway, so Danny, uh, or Sid, whatever we want to call him, he tells uh, Shredder, he's like, oh, I know, I saw the turtles in April's apartment. Because he okay. he went he went there and he saw oh, hiding, right. them, he hiding. Saw them hiding. There. So he's like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. where they are. So that's why they get sent there. And also, <laughs> before that, Raphael's just on the roof and then... Casey Jones yeah, is also yeah. randomly on another roof with binoculars yeah, looking yeah. around the city. I thought it was kind of creepy. He's a vigilante. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Crime. I mean, he's either looking for crime or something else. I'm not sure. But he <laughs> well, has he binoculars on a roof and he spots the fight going on. So he comes and joins also. I mean, given the way that he uh, forced April into that massage. Oh, yeah. They bone, right? You know. They do it in this movie. No. It's like explicit only... that they have sex in this movie. <laughs> I think it's supposed they have sex after the movie. No, I think they have sex at the farm. Because they're like kind of fighting and then he does the massage and the next scene is like the morning and it's like they're super loose with each other. Yeah. She's wearing his hockey mask. <laughs> yeah. That's in the the um, unrated version. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens um, in Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in the version I watched. <laughs> okay, so Raphael's on a roof. He gets jumped. Um... The rest of the turtles get rushed, but like they hold their own. But Raphael is getting like pummeled the whole time. Right, so right? they end up getting out of there. They drive to the farm upstate after the big fight. Oh, so uh, that's when April gets fired, by the yeah. way. Yes, during the uh, fight, April gets fired. Casey Jones hears it. Hears he it, tells yeah. her that she got fired. Uh, I'm still not sure if that guy is also her boyfriend or just her <laughs> boss. Uh, I said she just got fired by her boyfriend boss. Uh, yeah, I think something's going on with them. And then they call Casey Jones claustrophobic because he doesn't want to sleep in the sewers. And And he he thinks thinks they called him homosexual and is really offended. 
And I have a note that says, Casey Jones doesn't understand the word claustrophobic like Andy and his friends did not understand the word teenager when they were in, uh, when they were in camp. Yeah. And definitely Casey Jones would enjoy Dutch Wonderland based on your description. Uh, okay, so then, the rat, then we see the rat doing karate in the cage, which is amazing. Um, and then Casey Jones sees... Okay, so then they go to the hideout finally to find Splinter. Wait, hold on. Are you it's skipping the farmhouse? Are you skipping the farmhouse? No, yeah. they're already so they at have... the farm. No, the yeah. part where he's no. called claustrophobic is after the farm. Yeah, that's after the farm. Yeah, so they go yeah. to the farm to like take Rafa. Well, first of all, they have nowhere to go because uh, they're running away. Hideout from the is compromised, footprint. and April's house burned down. Antique shop burned down. So they go up to the farm. Uh, Raphael is like they put him in a bathtub. They <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just drop his body. He's into a turtle. A... They should put <laughs> some water in it. You know, it's like... Yeah. So he's just like, uh, Andy, you were wrong about their meditating. They weren't meditating to heal him. Right. Uh, Leonardo was just watching guard because, like, the last thing he said was he didn't need him and he felt guilty. Donatello and Casey Jones become best friends. Even though Casey Jones is pretty crude and Donatello is supposed to be, like, the brainy guy. But they really... But they uh, connect over their love of McKean's. Yeah. Yeah, but also, there's... It also is... uh, Here's a plot hole. (laughs) Uh, Donatello uh, can never come up with like cool words to say. Yeah. yeah. But him and Casey Jones have a bunch of. Uh, oh yeah, they uh, do the they do the alphabet um, insult game. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I I only wrote down Casey Jones's, but I have a few of them. Uh, it's here. Hold on. Uh, Barfaruni. <laughs> he calls uh, April uh, Broadzilla. Oh yeah, I love Broadzilla. Uh, that was my favorite. Yeah. He he calls uh, Donatello fungoid. And hose brain. Uh, so there's just a few uh, choice insults. Um, it's really funny because if you think about like um, they didn't get up to nearsighted gynecologist, right? But this is, but that's what I was gonna say. But like that's that. Like this is 1990. Home Alone was 1990. Uh, like trout sniffer. Like why were the insults in the early 90s so weird? We were fun back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we just call people chads and cucks. Oh yeah, You're right. Oh, so the weirdest part of the movie comes in the cabin. When uh, April O'Neil starts journaling and doing like a voiceover. And she does the really amazing drawings of all the turtles. Yeah. She's like, I'm here in the cabin with my new friends. Life has gotten so strange. Donatello and Kate. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was so weird. What a weird artistic choice uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, they, uh, Donatello, like they don't do anything except just like leave Raphael in a bathtub until he wakes up and he's like, Oh, I'm fine. And then um, uh, uh, Leonardo starts meditating, and he's like, Splinter? He has, like, a psychic connection with Splinter. He's like, Splinter's alive. We're like, we know, man. We hope he's alive. Like, no, come meditate with me in the woods. And that's the scene you're referring to. And then uh, Splinter appears in a blue flame. So between Splinter appearing in, like, a blue flame as a hologram and uh, uh, Shredder, there's a lot of like Star Wars. Like Shredder reminds me a lot of um, Darth Vader, and that Very reminded that. me of um, yeah, that's Obi Wan Kenobi's uh, ghost. Obi Wan Kenobi, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or like, Yoda a lot of, as a ghost. A lot of references there. Uh, so then they're like, "All right, it's time to go back to the city." Right? They interrupt Casey and uh, April's either flirtation or postcoital bliss. Building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just like standing there, uh, like backlit, like you, they're only in shadow. They're like it's time to go back to the city. Uh, so they go back to the city. They fix up in that fixed up uh, car. Uh, then Casey doesn't want to sleep in the sewer because he's not homosexual. <laughs> um, and then uh, 
<laughs> he sleeps in the car. Danny's hiding in the in their hideout because he and then he comes back to the when he goes back. Splinter's like, "You run away from your family and your surrogate family." He's like, "Stop running away from everyone." Um, so yeah, then they uh, so Casey because he's sleeping in the car because he's not gay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> follows Danny uh, to the warehouse, um, uh, talks to Shredder, sorry, talks to man, Splinter and Shredder should have two different first uh, letters of their names, so it's not so confusing. Um, he talks to him, and then Shredder shows up, and he's like, what are you doing? Uh, oh, he tells him the backstory of how he scratched... Andy, name, <laughs> name, <laughs> Shredder's name, Orokusaki, Orokusaki yeah. scratches his face because he's like Mata they Yoshi, were in, they they were they fell out because they were in love with the same woman uh, and he killed my his the woman and, his and then I right his and they, they and had I moved to New York also so that's how right. they ended up in New York <laughs> that's how they ended up in New York what uh, uh, scratched his face. Uh, that's why he wears the mask. And then Shredder's uh, beating cut. up the turtles, and then Splinter beats up Shredder and throws him off a roof. And and then Casey Jones goes, "Oops!" and crushes, crushes him to him death. The, well, not to death because he. Oh, well, if, if they didn't make a second movie, you, you, uh, he yeah. was dead. Yeah. Uh, and then Shredder and then Splinter, they're like, "What do you have to say?" And he's like, "I always liked Cowabunga," and then he says, "I made a funny," which is the thing that was so disappointing to me before I started the movie that I didn't mention in the first half of the podcast because I explicitly remember that this movie ended with Splinter saying I made a funny and the next movie ends with Splinter saying I made another funny. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then the MC Hammer song plays over the credits. Yes, which was like the Demi, all the Demi raps. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like literally. It's exactly what it's modeled on. It's a guy wrapping the plot of the movie. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh my God, this is where it came from. I know it was like the, like a more of a Will Smith reference, but yeah, it was exactly that. Okay, so we've recapped um, the plot. What did you guys hold think? Hold on, we movie? missed... Hold on. We, we didn't miss most, anything. No, we missed literally the most important part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, when uh, when they find all the teenagers after Splinter get a uh, shredder gets crushed. Uh, and Danny goes to his dad. Uh, and then his, he's like, Danny, are you okay? He's like, call me Dan. Now. It's just so basically Dan, okay. the entire plot of the movie, because he did everything. He told uh, shredder where they are. He told uh, the Ninja Turtles. Was gonna... such a crack reporter. She would have figured it out anyway, <laughs> but it's all because this one redheaded dweeb <laughs> named Danny, was mad that his father wouldn't call him Dan. Look, that is the what the movie boils down sometimes to. Sometimes when you're a kid, you want friends. I've heard. And it was very and your name is to Daniel Danny to get those. Okay? I can sympathize with Danny. Great name. I can sympathize with him. Uh, anyway, what did you guys think of the movie? Uh, I, you should uh, go first. Well, Andy. Well, no. Andy should go Find first. Andy, because, go first. Uh, he, this is the movie he wanted to So to you revisit. gave it an eight? You said you predicted you were going to give it an eight or a nine, right? Uh, what are you giving it? Um, I just give it one score. I feel like there's there's different scoring systems. It's like uh, all right, um, I'll stick with an eight. 
What am I going to do? Well, did you like watching the movie? I did like watching it. Yes, and I watched okay. it with my kids, and they all they all liked it. Also, they were also nice. they were at when it first started. They were confused why it wasn't a cartoon. They kept asking like every five minutes, like, "Why isn't this movie just a cartoon? Like, what? It, why is why is it live action?" They did. Seth Rogen they were just, just solved like, that problem. Yeah, I know. They're like, uh, but then eventually they they got into it and they liked it by the end. So it's pretty violent. I mean, I didn't show my kids like when Splinter was like. Uh, uh, chained to that fence oh, yeah. and his like fur was like mottled with blood. Oh, you like, see, you sound like Jim Henson, who did not like this movie. Right. The last movie that he worked on in his life, because he died shortly after this movie came out. Uh, yeah, and he was like, I didn't like the movie, too violent. Yeah, they also. I mean, we also didn't mention uh, Splinter's, uh, not a Splinter, Shredder, uh, his second in command Tanaka, who yeah. um, who beats a kid almost to death. Um, yeah. And uh, in the and original that, script, he, the kid was supposed to die. Yeah. Uh, in that scene. They changed that. But they changed it to get the PG rating. Okay, so Yusha, what did you think of the movie? Um, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know. I didn't think it was great. Uh, I would. I, here's. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, I think it was watchable. I think tonally, it was a bit all over the place. Um, so I'm going to give it a six. Um, I think like it was fun and I think like that for that, I think like it's fun and watchable, but I think the more I think about just like a lot of things didn't totally click for me about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to ping it down to a six. Would you show it to your kids though? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's i think like i'm i'm confident that the new one we're gonna all go see on uh, sunday night is gonna be way better than oh this. yeah for sure uh so like i could throw them to this as like this was the first attempt at this movie <laughs> uh but i just i don't think it's like a canonical movie it's uh, interesting well, i sh- mean to, before i get even to my score but like in doing research about this movie and some of the other ninja turtles movies like this one is clearly the movie that the fans consider the canonical one yeah, uh, and it's it's just interesting, specifically in the terms of our podcast, because I may but agree I with we'll... you for that same reason. Though I will say this movie for me is a is a bit of a grower, like in the in the opposite way of Goonies. Where like when I watched Goonies, another favorite topic of Andy. When I finished watching the movie, I was like, "Movie's a ten or a nine or whatever." I was like super into it, and the more I thought about it, and the more I sat with it, the less it sort of stuck with me. Um, this movie, I think I finished watching this movie and I was like, maybe that's a six or a seven. But as I've let it sit with me, it's moving up a bit in my head. Uh, there are things about this movie that I really appreciate. Uh, and some of that so is think, that darker tone, yeah, the way it's sort right. of all over the place. Because I think thinking of myself viewing it as a kid, not even just me when I was a kid viewing it, but as a kid viewing it, like it feels like an entry into an adult themed movie because Casey Jones and April have been like super hot sex. No, it feels like this entry. And there's, there's a moment in the movie that really jumps out to me as like a really, uh, really, really impressively subtle adult moment, mature moment. I would say it's when, you see Casey Jones penetrate April O'Neil. No, it's when. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll stop doing that. It's, it's, it's. Um, 
there's the sequence where Splinter is telling the turtles that one day he'll be gone and they'll have to get on without him. And then they order a pizza and Michelangelo and Donatello go to get the pizza. And Donatello asks Michelangelo, do you think that's true? What Treader said, like, do you think he'll be gone someday? And Michelangelo just ignores the question and is like, oh, the pizza guy's late. And you can tell he's ignoring the question because he doesn't want to think about it. And that's mm. like a really deft, definitely handled emotional moment for the turtles. Like it treats them like real teenagers. Yeah. That, that's the moment of the movie that sticks with me as like a thing that's really interesting. Uh, that's an interesting point. Well, did you give it a score, by the way? I'm giving it a seven because okay. I, I, while watching the movie there, it's just too much of the movie that doesn't quite work for me to go much higher than that. But it does grow for me. Like, yeah, I gave it a seven. I could see an eight, but I'm giving it a seven. Well, here's my thing about when we talk about canon. I think this is canonical to, like, the film industry. Like, I see a lot of straight lines from this to, like, superhero movies in general. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Especially the tone. Serious comedic. Yes, exactly. Like... That you could see like the precursors to Marvel with that like serious but comedic. You could see the precursors to DC and that you can not see a lot of stuff that's happening in this movie because it's so dark. Um, so like it that I think canonically yes, and so I think that's interesting. But canonically for like the movies that I think are important to show my kids as like these are the kids' movies from my childhood. I I don't think it's important in that way. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I'm. It depends to me how the new Turtles movie is. If the new Turtles movie is great, this might not be the canonical Turtles movie. If it isn't, this might be. And I would say if if my daughter is into Ninja Turtles at any point, she'll definitely see this movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think. Um, well, Andy, does that offend you? Does this, does no. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I mean, the movie isn't like technically an eight, but... With the, you know, the lens of me as a child versus me now and showing it to my kids and them enjoying it. Like, it, at first it seemed like they weren't going to like it because they weren't liking it at first. They wanted it to, <laughs> they wanted it to be a different movie, a cartoon. But um, by the end, they liked it. So uh, I think I think it's, uh, you know, if it was a critical eye, I would give it more of a seven. But overall, I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. It's watchable. I think the tone was a little all over the place. Yeah, uh, so I think the tone kind of got mixed up because of... Uh, they. It was originally like an independently made finance movie, right. and they had certain ideas that they were working with the comic creators, and they wanted that gritty tone, but then the, the cartoon came out, and it was very kid movie, so they had to incorporate that into this, which I, I think kind of works sometimes and other times it's like a little too much but yeah so eastman um one of the creators of the comic i uh, forget his first name because i didn't write it in my i notes. think it's kevin kevin kevin, kevin eastman yeah. um he basically he says about the movie uh, we had several different universes at the time we had the black and white turtles comics which had a bit more violence which were written for an older audience Um, but the animated series was being geared towards a younger audience. What Steve did was almost create a new universe, which was the middle ground between the comics and the TV series, which I thought was done and written so well that it ended up being for all ages. There were things in it that were for an older audience that the younger audience would not understand, but it still had the pizza and the jokes, which was there for the younger audience. Like, they all sort of see it as splitting the, the 
threading that needle. Yeah. Uh, but to, I think that's actually a distinction between threading that needle and splitting the difference. And to me, it feels more splitting the difference than threading the needle. Like, I don't think those two things are the same thing. Well, I think it works, right? Because I think as a kid, you kind of want that yeah. feeling of danger. Right? It's like, it's scary in a way, the way that it's adult. Uh, which but is it, why it works. I get, but I think the thing that that the tonal the thing that struck me tonally is that uh, or stuck out to me tonally is like the danger. It feels like they feel like two separate things because the turtles never uh, um, approach it as if it's ever a dangerous situation. Oh, that's not so true. Like, They're worried about Raph. Yeah, Raphael's almost dead. Well, afterwards, when the fights, when they're actually... Well, because they're joking around while they're fighting. Because they're teenagers. They're 15. They've never fought yeah, before. They, they're I, overconfident. They're like, all of you. They're, you know, like, they're the, never just like... The gray, the gray matter in their frontal lobe hasn't, you know, uh, <laughs> crystallized yet or whatever. They're, yeah, you should, you'll have a teenager soon. You'll, yeah. You'll learn. Yeah, you'll learn about this. Yeah, uh, when, when she's a, when she's a, a vigilante turtle <laughs> approaching fights, I'll make sure she's ready. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like... That was weird, and then like, uh, yeah, it's just like it had a lot of these. It had a lot of like the interesting like hallmarks of like, you know, the embattled police chief and like the uh, the dogged reporter, and then like the hapless reporter boss, and like all those things were. It's just I don't know. It just it was it was fun. It it was good. I just didn't think it was like great. If that makes sense, it's fair. Um, should I go through some of the research? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so interesting things I learned. So first, um, the comic was not actually... So the comic was actually originally conceived as a Daredevil parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was meant to be like specifically a Frank Miller run of Daredevil, like a parody of a Frank Miller run of Daredevil. Uh, and so in Daredevil, the ninja clan that he fights against is called the Hand. And so this is called the Foot Clan. Uh-huh. Uh, the master in that run of Daredevil is called Stick. So this one's called Splinter. Uh, uh, Daredevil gets his powers from a radioactive waste truck accident. Uh, so there's just this like overlap. And it was meant to be uh, like a silly parody of that, but then it was going to take itself seriously. Uh, so it was like That's that confusing. kind of parody. Uh, um, which I just think is, is, is another thing of like trying to split the difference, right? Like you're making fun of something, but you're taking yourself seriously and like making that work and obviously right. it worked um okay so then the the eh, that's not so interesting basically the, the original producer for this who worked for golden harvest uh, hong kong based production company thought that he could produce this movie really cheap that was like the reason he got into it he was like wait a second i could just put four martial arts stunt performers in rubber suits and make this into a really cheap movie and that's how he sold golden harvest on the idea of making the movie but then when they brought steve Barron on he was like We've got to get Jim Henson to do the puppets, like to do the suits. And then literally um, uh, the, the producer says, at that point, the budget went from 50 cents to six, seven, eight million dollars. <laughs> right? It's just like uh, I was getting terrified about it because no one was picking up the movie. Uh, and so this movie really almost didn't happen. Uh, they they at one point we're going to get a cash infusion from Fox. So we're going to give them six million dollars, and at this point they had already started paying Jim Henson, and then Fox backed out, and then New Line was like, "We'll give you two million, and then they 
they were like, that's not enough. So he ended up convincing Golden Harvest to, to fund the movie, but like to put the full $6 million in, and obviously it paid off. Uh, so that's one of the reasons it's it was at the time the largest indie movie ever, is that none of the studios wanted to touch this movie. Interesting. Uh, what is, and the what reason they didn't want to touch it is because the previous comic book movie was made by George Lucas. Do you know what it was? I know. Uh, Howard, Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. A movie so ruinous that this is an interesting fact. It is the reason George Lucas had to sell Pixar. Hmm. Yeah, because he needed the money. Oh, wow. According to this one thing. I mean, maybe that's not entirely true. Uh, But shortly after that, he did end up having to sell Pixar. Didn't Um, one of the Marvel movies just tease Howard the Duck in one of their, like, credit, credit endings? I think it was in the end credit of the first Guardians Howard the Duck is in the collector's... Oh, my God. I should beat myself up for saying that sentence. At the end of the Guardians movie, (laughs) Howard the Duck is in the collector's lair. (laughs) Sorry. That's true. Uh, Um, I also think another reason uh, it wasn't getting picked up was because of the He-Man Masters of the Universe movie. Also was a huge flop. Huge flop. Uh, Uh, So imagine a world. Imagine a world in which people were like... Comic book movies are uh, notorious flops. We need to stay away from them. That is like so the inverse of the world we live in right it's now. It's crazy. Uh, but like 10 crazy. years from now, people are going to say that about video game movies. Because every movie is going to be based on Sonic or Mario or whatever. And right. people are going to be like, oh, it's crazy that there was once a time where people wouldn't touch video game movies because they all flopped. Right. Uh, interesting. Um, okay, so this one's really interesting. So the, the, oh, wait, hold on. Before we move on, I wanted to just ask about the Jim Henson puppets. What, what did you guys think? Oh, sorry. Amazing. Okay. I, was gonna say, I thought what? the puppetry was amazing. Yeah, they were really cool. The suits, so the suits, they're like, the suits were 80 pounds, and the face, the faces were like robotic, radio controlled. So they were like people operating the faces while the actors were in the suits. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and so these are, these are two interesting things. Um, the first is, they filmed this movie in North Carolina. Uh, one thing that I know about North Carolina, and Isha, you know about North Carolina from being there on my wedding, uh, insanely hot. It's hot. Um, yeah. And uh, apparently, uh, it was so hot in the movie. So Steve Barron did an AMA recently. He said that the biggest challenge of the movie was heat for the performers inside the costumes. They had special seats like wooden horses to sit on where they could get air blow down their mouths between takes. <laughs> I looked at them around the set one day and thought it was like a b- bizarre Japanese art exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they after every shot, they just like had to blow air into all of these suits because like they were shooting outside and it was insanely, insanely hot. That was one. The other thing is because of the radio controls in the face, they were shooting near an airport, and in the in, the first times, the, like in the initial um, few days before they ended up changing the frequencies, if an airplane was flying by, the radio frequencies from the control tower would bug out the faces. So I would like to see the turtles would just start making these like crazy facial expressions. <laughs> uh, and so awesome. then they switched to like a military frequency. They said so that the, they could stop that happening. Um, uh, Corey Feldman, uh, who mm-hmm. was pretty famous at the time this movie came out, uh, guess how much he was paid to be in this movie? Uh, two million dollars. <laughs> That's too much money. <laughs> uh, I think this is a tiny uh, budget. Remember, they had no money. So fifty. Yeah, uh, uh, 
$1,500. Somehow you just get the right amount of money. (laughs) Really? It's $1,500. Yes. That's so crazy. We might theoretically get an advertiser on this podcast who would pay $1,500. Think Uh, about the difference in the number of people who have seen the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) From your mouth to God's ears. It's from my mouth to bleep's ears. (laughs) <laughs> Bleep, you really shouldn't give us that money. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, I, I'm, did you notice there are a couple actual famous actors in this movie? Yeah, I noticed um, Sam Rockwell, but I, I did read that also uh, Skeet Ulrich and uh, Scott Wolf from Party of Five were two of the uh, Scott gang Scott Wolf members. I didn't see, but yeah. I didn't, see, I didn't see Skeet Ulrich either. I did see Sam Rockwell and I, I loved it. Because uh, he's a, he's a he's a talking character. So mm. well, this is our this is our family. <laughs> yep. And then Casey Jones is like, look around in this garbage dump. This is a family, huh? And then Sam Rockwell's like, maybe he's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they, yeah. It doesn't take much to convince the Foot Clan that <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, they're not. Well, Casey Jones family. is really cool, and so if he says anything, I would I would believe it personally. Uh, okay, so Judith Hogue, who is April O'Neil. Uh, she's mm-hmm. not April O'Neil in any of the other movies. Oh, really? Um, she was she best, was good I, in my opinion. Yeah, and the best so part of this movie. Here's here's why. Um, she was never asked to reprise the role because she had compl- She says she was never asked to reprise the role because she complained to the producers at Golden Harvest about the lengthy six day shoots and the intense violence added to the action scenes. Everybody was beating everybody up. I thought the movie suffered because of that. It was something I spoke to the producers <laughs> about. I think they thought I was too demanding and moved on. Uh, so, she, she was also she, upset yeah. by the number of injuries she witnessed. So she basically uh, sounds like yeah, April. That's what I was life. trying to say. <laughs> she definitely sounds like the real <laughs> yeah. April. She was just playing herself uh, in the movie. <laughs> right. Da, da, da. Um, apparently, while she was working on Ninja Turtles, um, she was working on another movie, Cadillac Man, with Robin Williams. Uh, mm. And people were wondering why she was like leaving the set on a Friday where she was flying off to. Uh, and she would be like, oh, I'm going to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Robin was like, wait, they're making a movie of that? <laughs> he was so excited. He lent her her uh, comic books. He like had the comic books for Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, so he was a big fan. Uh, okay, so this is a great quote I found from Steve Barron, not about Ninja Turtles, but in his Reddit AMA, and it relates to this podcast. Um, somebody asked him what his favorite ride is at Disney. And he said, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then he yeah. said, I used to think that I used to think I want to feel what I'm feeling as a movie. At the time, Gore Verbinski was my personal assistant. Oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Whoa. So did Gore Verbinski just scoop his boss? I mean, he said he actually literally said, I never once said it out loud. Uh <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, that's really funny, though. Maybe um, uh, Gore Verbinski uh, lit a fire and meditated, and then <laughs> uh, brain communicated with him to to find that out. Definitely, um, that's what happened. Uh, and yeah. then the last thing is the teenage mutant hero turtles thing. Um, so it was a bit of a moral panic at that time here in the UK. That's uh, what Andy said, right? Yeah, there was a specific. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm confirming. It was basically there was a specific concern about violence in kids media and specifically ninjas and nunchucks and so the nunchuck sequence with michelangelo where he's like they're doing the nunchuck tricks back and forth a great sequence yeah 
and they one up it in Secret of the Use because he does that with salamis <laughs> or, or like uh, he does it with two like um, sausages that are in casings. Uh, um, that was all basically cut out of the movie here because they were like, no uh-huh. nunchucks. No nunchucks, uh, just size. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's most of the interesting stuff in my research. Good research. I feel like Andy knows more stuff. Um, this isn't related to the movie, but it is the cartoon theme song. Do you know who wrote the cartoon theme song? Elton John. No. <laughs> uh, Chuck Lo- Chuck Lorre, uh, the sitcom creator. Uh, the, the two the two and a half men yeah. guy. He wrote huh. the, he wrote the theme song. Interesting. It's pretty great. And, Chuck Lorre. And also that seemed like in this uh, movie, Donatello it. was not do- doing machines. Smart. He wasn't doing machines, was he? He was. He was tinkering well, the with car, the car. Was it? He was yeah, tinkering right. with the car. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, he was more like sitting in the car while Casey Jones was fixing the car. I would say sure. none of their personalities were super well defined in this movie. The way that we come to know, like the way that we think about knowing them, like. I mean, Raphael is Leonardo's the, the leader. Guy, right? He's like taking the lead. I know, but yeah. fighting and, back. And Michelangelo's, and Michelangelo's less serious. Like, yeah. Donatello's more thoughtful. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I guess we had like seasons of the show to like really drill into the, those character um, beats. Wait, did the book thing happen that you said in the first half, Andy, about why he named them that? I don't. Think oh he, yeah, he didn't reference the no. book, but I mean, that's why he did it. Oh, I have another story about. Um, <laughs> about about a Michelangelo, just the the pronunciation of the name. So you like the Renaissance artist is it's pronounced Michelangelo, right? Okay. okay. So so for like five hundred years, that's how everyone said it until like the Ninja Turtles came out, and now everybody oh. says Michelangelo when they're talking about him. And when we were in high school, uh, we had a history teacher, and he um, was teaching about Michelangelo, and then one one of our classmates was like uh actually it's pronounced michelangelo and they were <laughs> arguing back and forth for like 10 minutes and then later this teacher ended up having a nervous breakdown and i think it might have been related to that conversation so you know michelangelo michelangelo you're gonna have to tell me uh off off mic who who is arguing uh that's, that's, that's really, really fun that's great uh that's like uh the mario mario thing oh yeah yeah, I, I was a Mario kid also. Yeah. yeah um, but I have been made fun of it enough to yeah, say Mario. Yeah, I no longer say Mario because I got made um, fun of too much. All right, let me wrap up. Oh, wait, one notes, other thing. And then we'll, Steve Barron, did yeah. we say this in the first half? A really famous music video director. Not just like, oh, he directed music videos. He directed Billie Jean, the Michael Jackson, and he beat it. He directed Madonna music videos. He directed the uh, Take On Me video oh wow Mm. Uh uh so like a really 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 famous music video director uh, not That's just cool. like some music video director. Well, uh, not that, Marco Brambilla. Funny. To put it, <laughs> <laughs> it partial recall, his will understand. Yeah. I mean, uh, the music in this movie was so incredibly eighties. I know it's just nineteen ninety. So that wasn't like, his choice. He wanted it to be punk rock, uh, which oh, is no, why cool. the Sid Vicious shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, that did not happen obviously. Oh, so 80s. Alright, let me run through my notes super quick. A bunch of the Twin Towers. Critters is obviously meant to be Gremlins, right? Uh, I imagine, right? The movie no, Critters is a see. movie. Wait, it is? Yeah. yeah. It's it's like the horror oh. version of Gremlins. Like the actual like, uh, Raph's trench coat hat look is 
Looks like, like he's going to flash somebody. <laughs> <It's incredible. laughs> uh, he's walking around calling everybody Chads. That's actually his energy in that sequence. Oh, uh, I like in uh, April's voiceover where she's like, the turtles are four again, but they're still missing their one true leader. And then they just show one of the ninja turtles on a roof uh, going, Splinter! Which I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> yep. uh, I like how in the final big battle sequence, uh, the Ninja Turtles get bruised. That's pretty great. Uh, there's just like purple marks on their green skin. The turtle puppets look uh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Um, anyone else have any notes before we move yeah, on I had, to... I, had, uh, I actually like a lot of the cinematography in this movie. Uh, I yeah. noticed it a few times. Like, There's a lot of long takes in this movie, uh, and they're not super showy, but they are... Just nice to see. It was like good, like imp- like there's there's a very like nondescript moment where the police chief, the sequence where the police chief calls the like boss, the, the April's boss, right, because he's arrested the son, is is shot in this really interesting way where like the camera's first overhead and it's looking down at the papers on his desk, and you see the 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 rap sheet for the kid, and then it like moves over to the phone and you see his hand dialing. And then it like rotates down and zooms out and you see him on the phone. And it's like, instead of doing that as three shots, they're just like, what if we did that as one continuous shot? And it's like kind of artful. Yeah. Uh, and I think they do that kind of thing throughout the movie consistently, uh, which I was impressed by. There's a, there's a level of craft here yeah. that I think is really nice. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, what? that's right. Ishai might need, a, a might need to revisit a this. Movie podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like, but here's the thing. I think we've talked about some previous podcasts, like, I could see the influence of it, but I I just think the movie was like it was a six. I, uh, I don't think a six is a no, bad I, score. I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, you need to watch it again with like a a, a pizza and some kids around. You know, maybe some Ooh, maybe runaway runaway time. teenagers. You know, yeah. I do feel like I would have given it at least one more point if I uh, was eating pizza while I was watching yeah. it. The pizza uh, in the movie looks bad. Yeah, not good. I know, but the idea, the idea of pizza, pizza though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, do you feel? Uh, are you glad this was your 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 chance to pick a movie? Are you glad that that it was this one? Do you feel uh, fulfilled in that sense? I uh, yeah. I mean, I I like so many movies. It's hard it's hard to be like, yeah, this was the one I really wanted. But yeah, this was awesome. I'd had a, I had an right. awesome time. Nice. Here. Uh, Fair enough. So uh, fun. All right, let's move on to our two new recurring uh, segments, and then we'll wrap this. Oh, up. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Number one, uh, Jewish <laughs> Jewish Transformers. Transformers. Oh, there's a character. Nuggets. There's a character called Grimlock. He's now called Sidelock. Uh, that's <laughs> oh. the J- Jewish. Yeah, the Pais. Uh, uh, yeah. I actually was also going to do Grimlock, and I was going to call him Bagel and Grimlocks. Okay, <laughs> there you go. You got two Grimlocks. Uh, so that's our Jewish uh, Transformer of the week. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally have that written down. I was also going to do Grimlock today. <laughs> what are the odds of that? Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I went too literal. I have to. I have to find better ways to work it in. Um, uh, and uh, movie Twitter corner. I, I was telling you, or movie X corner. I guess we should call it now. Um, no, we should not. Um, let's see. Uh, what do I have saved? Uh, and this week was more disappointing than last week. Uh, I would say I, I was 
telling you guys off mic. Because um, it was all just tweets twi- you agree with, like Black Adam is Yeah, good. it was not serving, yeah, it was not serving me up. Yeah, the good stuff. But here's a, a couple of these are too visual, but um, there is a real, I'll show you guys, but it says uh, Heath Ledger uh, uh, and the Gyllenhaals. So there's uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger <laughs> holding Maggie Gyllenhaal from behind as Joker <laughs> and Heath Ledger holding Jake Gyllenhaal from behind uh, in Brokeback. I thought that was pretty good. Um, uh, here's like the another like just these are the things I was ragging on last time because people are really mad that um, uh, Henry Cavill is no longer uh, Superman in the new um, James Gunn DC universe. But recently uh, Gal Gadot um, apparently is going ahead with a third Wonder Woman in the James Gunn universe. And uh, someone just said, Gal Gadot is only two years younger than Henry Cavill. So him being too old to play Superman doesn't really make sense. And that is 20,000 likes. (laughs) People really want... Henry Cavill to keep playing Superman. Uh, so that was one. This is just re- this really made me laugh. Have you guys saw the uh, the cop slide? Did you see that video? Oh, I, he- no. I heard about he- it, but I don't think I saw it. People were talking. Neither of you have seen this. People were talking about it, but I was just like, "What? Oh my god, it's insane!" The cop uh, slide? I, is that like yeah. the electric slide, but with cops? <laughs> no, there's like a, a slide in uh, Boston. It's like a it's like a metal like uh, tube slide. And there's this insane video of this cop who just, like, you hear him just, like, tumbling down it. And he gets <laughs> launched out of it. And, like, his face, like, drags on the Oof. ground. And it's insane. Like, it looks like he was shot, like, 100 miles an hour. And, like, they're, like, laughing as he comes out of it. But, like, it's actually, like, pretty violent. It's crazy. And the theory is that he, um, his uh, handcuffs or his something about his belt created like zero friction and so he like was going like a hundred miles an hour it's so insane how he gets shot out of the thing so anyway um, well, he, someone did tweet, he have his body cam on probably he turned it off before he went in and just in case right just in he case you wanted to out, do some racism in the middle he comes out on his stomach and like gets shot out like it's insane you should find the video so anyway someone uh, tweeted tom cruise should go down the cop slide the next mission impossible so there's just a picture of uh, ving rames on the phone and it says ethan go down the cop slide which is really funny uh made me laugh actually a good one yeah um and then this is i guess i have a few more but i'll save them for future podcasts but we were talking about the sound of freedom and i was saying that uh I was derogatory about it, and uh, Dan, you were saying, like, you know, everyone deserves to have their movies. But I had been hearing that, like, the people who financed these movies were actually child traffickers themselves. Uh, and uh, this guy, Fabian Marta, uh, don't come after me, I guess he's going to be in jail, doesn't matter, uh, a financier of the anti-child trafficking film Sound of Freedom, has been arrested and charged with child kidnapping. So, I was right to rag on it. Don't correct me for ragging on Wait Sound of Freedom. Wait a second. Is AMC behind this? Are they trying to <laughs> yeah. silence this movie? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Could be. So uh, that's this week. I'll save it. I have a few more, but uh, I'll save it. We've been going pretty long here. Uh, so that is this week's uh, film Twitter corner. I'm excited um, for you to have to edit this movie, this podcast. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, I see well, the recording. I see an hour and 17 minutes of recording. I, that, I think How much of that is probably, me doing bad countdowns and then getting booted from the right. Google Me? I'm hoping there's a, I'm hoping there's at least 17 minutes that are just literal stuff that needs to be cut. Oh, I thought you were saying you were hoping there were 17 good minutes in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Also, I'm hoping there's 17 um, minutes to salvage. 
Uh, well, Andy, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, Andy, one of my oldest childhood friends and longtime listener, got to pick the movie. We did Ninja Turtles. It's great having yeah, you on. Yeah, it's awesome, Any guys. final uh, thoughts? Or or any, I don't know, anything. Any final um, thoughts on Ninja Turtles, on our friendship, on Chad? You um, okay, do you remember, um, this is a story from camp, uh, when we uh, we would go on a bus a really long bus ride. Oh, yeah. Right? I know exactly so, what you're going to tell. So the, the, uh, one morning I had, um, I think it was Cheerios and orange juice, and it, it didn't mm-hmm. sit well with me. And uh, Ishai, unfortunately, was sitting next to me on the bus, and I yeah. just threw up all over him. <laughs> well, do you remember? You don't remember why? I'm pretty sure. Uh, didn't didn't your uh, your sister was sitting with us? And she oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I and that and that made me vomit. Anyway, so I thought <laughs> I thought then later, um, no one would go near Ishai because he had been thrown up on, even though I was the one that threw up. So I thought that was I was the yeah child. you were the, hey, you the marked situation. your territory yeah. so no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember that yeah because you threw up uh, we we would go in our bathing yeah. suit so you throw up on my bathing yeah suit. on your bathing suit um, yeah oh. I remember that very well uh, <laughs> yep a, a, a classic story um, well thanks for joining us Andy uh, so next week no one has to nominate because we are going to be doing a partial remake of the uh, new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. I already bought tickets. I'm going on a family vacation uh, next week to the beach. Um, I'll probably cut out all of the uh, deal talk. So, uh, um, I'm going on a family vacation to the beach with my family. I'm not taking my laptop, so I will edit all of this tonight. But I already bought tickets for Sunday night. We're going to go. I'm really excited. Uh, I wanted to see it in 3D, but the timing did not work out. I didn't even know I was it was also in worried. 3D. Yeah, there's a 3D. I'm also worried. Uh, we took my kids to like a like a 3D like planetarium movie at like the Liberty Science Center, um, and at a certain point, I feel like my five year old started taking off his glasses during it, and I don't want him to have to watch a really fuzzy uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, so we're seeing it in regular uh, 2D, um, but it's, I'm excited for it. I, I I'm calling it now, and we'll talk about it more in that episode. It's gonna be better yeah, than this. It, it looks, looks like so a 10 good. to me. You're watching the trailers for it. Definitely it does a 10. Look very very good. And I saw a Twitter review from one of those like stupid Twitter sites, obviously, but it was like, if you thought uh, Into the Spider Across Spider Verse was the best like animated superhero movie this year, uh, Ninja Turtles is better. I, I, I that seems I don't think so. That seems like a really <laughs> high bar. Uh, but you know that that barometer wise, it got me psyched to see it. So uh, oh, wait, follow us on Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, partial tweet call. Partial tweet call that, on Twitter. Partial recall on Instagram and threads and partial remail at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your suggestions or your hate mail for uh, Hook. Leave yeah. a rating. Tell us how we- much you love Hook by giving us five stars. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Talk All right. to you guys soon. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.